This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> this is one of those things. Wasn't this supposed to go away when we, you know, when we left the old Yelpatory? Wasn't it supposed to feel like Wednesday instead of Friday? And Apparently. Yeah, somebody forgot to tell life that. Uh, big show for you today, as always. Uh, really want to get into Donovan Mitchell and what the Jazz are doing. Because the thing that's amazing to me is the sheer number of people saying that the Utah Jazz are missing the playoffs and the local media saying that they're going to have the worst season they've had in a decade. And I'm not convinced that's the truth. We'll talk about that. You're going to see here in about 20 minutes, brand new tape on Donovan Mitchell. Just reaffirming my greatness, reaffirming how sexy I am. Like, it's all that, man. That's what Donovan Mitchell is doing. What? What, what are we even supposed to say to that? You're supposed to say, damn, yeah, Monty, you are hot. Uh, uh, well, y'all, uh, what? What? I don't know what you mean. Uh, we'll get into all that. We got to talk uh, Deshaun Watson. Today is D-Day for the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Was Watson. Was that a euphemism or? Today is D-Day <laughs> for Deshaun Watson. Uh, speaking of D-Day, it's also National Julianne French Fry Day. I, what am I even supposed to say to that? National Julianne? Fr no. If you like Julianne fries, you're a casual. Get out. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about the best French fries in fast food because, of course, we do. Right? But why don't we kick off the show? See what he did there. Kick see off. Start there. the show. Football. Like, you know. You know. Telling you uh, they we are sending a uh, listener plus one. To Las Vegas to see BYU take on Notre Dame October 7th and 8th at Allegiant Stadium. It is the Shamrock Series. We're giving you two tickets to that game, two nights at the Palms Hotel Resort and Casino, and $250 uh, gas card to get you there because we want you to go and see BYU and Notre Dame. It is an amazing experience. Thank you, Lisa, for being here. Um, and it is really easy to win. All you need to do is go to any of the Utah locations for Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. You can shop online as well. But if you want to enter the contest, find Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh, Layton, Logan, Salt Lake City, and St. George. All of them have a box on the counter with our beautiful faces in it. <laughs> All you have to do is fill out the slip. <laughs> Drop it in the box and then join us Saturday, September 17th as we watch BYU and the Oregon Ducks live at Autzen Stadium at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Come on out. Join us for that game. It is going to be spectacular. We are going to have a lot of fun um, in uh, Lehigh at Barbecue Pit Stop Saturday, September 17th. We're going to have wings. We're going to have pizza on smokers. It's going to be awesome. And it is all brought to you by... Our good friend, Devry Davis at Academy Mortgage, 801-543-9666, 801-543-9666, NMLS number 278-545, Academy Mortgage, 
and Devery Davis are equal housing lenders. Jake, speaking of kickoff. Right. Can BYU shock the world and be this year's example of, let's say, Cincinnati? There is a big, big push to find this year's playoff buster. And CBS Sports says there's a real good chance it's the BYU Cougars. Now, I think we're all going to figure out who BYU is probably in the first three weeks of the season. But having said that, I do believe that BYU has a chance, Jake, to be the playoff buster this year. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the schedule is is what defines that. I, I, I don't even think, honestly, I don't even think it's a matter of opinion. You look at their schedule, and you see the three big games on their schedule, and these are all teams that, uh, you know, two of the three definitively, and I believe Baylor will be somebody who is in the college football college football playoff conversation probably till the end. Uh, I don't know that they make it, but they'll be right in there. They'll definitely be competing. And so when you look at BYU's schedule, the reason I say definitively, yes, they can be your college football chaos team, if you will. They can be your college football, you know, bracket buster, if you will, as they call it in basketball. The reason they can be that and the reason I think they will be that is because of the way the schedule pans out. You're going to get Baylor week two, September 17th at Lavelle. If you win that game, that that changes the fate of, of Baylor's season, no doubt about it. If you beat Oregon September 17th, if we watch them beat Oregon at Barbecue Pit Stop, right, that's going to change the fate of Oregon's season and their ability to definitively get to the college football playoff this coming season. And then you fast forward to Notre Dame, which is why we're sending you to this game. Notre Dame, that game right there, that's a huge game. And the reason for that is because of where it is on the schedule. My opinion is, is that being that it is the middle of the season, this is a game of consequence uh, for Notre Dame. Because I think, you know, if you're BYU and you lose this game, okay, yeah, not great, not great. But at the same time, nobody's counting you into the college football playoff scene right now. Nobody thinks that BYU can get to the college football playoff. But if you go and beat Baylor, Oregon, and Notre Dame, those three teams, not only did you, I'm not going to say wreck their season, but you totally changed the path of their season, you've now solidified yourself as a team that can beat the big boys. And I feel like BYU goes through this every single year. Every year, heading into the season, everyone says, oh, well, they can't beat Texas. They can't beat Florida. They can't beat the big boys. You know, and then what do we get? We get upsets. We get Taysom jumping over people. We get, you know, these crazy games that BYU seemingly puts out. So that's why I say that the schedule to me definitively says that they can be that chaos team. But I think another interesting angle on this is the Big 12 side of the conversation. I mean, think about it. If if somehow, some way, BYU is a one-loss team this year, somehow, some way, I know the odds and everyone says, no, nah, that's not possible. Let's say it happens that they're a one-loss team this year headed into the Big 12 next year. How awesome would that be for Baylor last year to be in the college football playoff conversation, then to have BYU this year be in the college football playoff conversation, two staples in the Big 12 being in that conversation? That's exactly why BYU has everything to but, play for this but year. But can you say that BYU is a staple of the Big 12? Well, not yet, but that but I'm but I'm saying if you beat Baylor and you have a 12 or you know whatever this would be, 11 and 1 or whatever they would yeah. be, if you have a, a beefy season like that headed into the Big 12, I think uh, I'm you, sorry, beefy? Yeah, a legitimate season, a a a double digit win season. If you have a legitimate season as you head into the Big 12, you have to be considered a staple of the Big 12. It's not an option. 
Yeah, I think one of the interesting parts of this conversation is what you said. Every year we have this conversation about BYU. And what's interesting is this is the last year we're going to have this conversation about BYU because they're no longer an independent after this season. And I think that's a significant change. But I also think it's a significant motivator for a lot of kids on this roster in Provo because a lot of kids on this roster will never play a game of consequence in the in the Big 12. And I think there's a lot of of focus on not letting this season drift away because that would be very easy to do. I think as we've talked about for weeks now on this show, you have to make sure that you don't just overlook this season. Now, having said that, directly to your point, Jake, I think when you look at some of the games on this schedule, now, obviously, you have the you, the the look-over games. I think South Florida is a game that you cannot overlook here. But I think when you look at, at, at Baylor, Notre Dame, Oregon, like that group of games – that's when we're going to find out who this team is. If I said to you, hey, will they lose before the bye week? What would you say to that? Yeah, I think they'll definitely lose before their bye week. And, and that's just because their bye week is so late. That's the problem. <laughs> Your bye week is, is what is it? I think the 11th of November or whatever it is. I mean, you're, 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 you're just, you're going to be tired. You're going to be beat up. You're going to be, you're like injuries this year will be more of an issue, I think, as we get into the middle of this schedule than they were in past years because your bye week is so late. But, you know, I think another game of consequence outside of Baylor, Oregon, and Notre Dame is Arkansas. You know, Arkansas doesn't get talked about a lot, uh, but they're they're a good team. You know, that's a team that, that you will battle. So, you know, again, I just think if I'm BYU and I'm looking at this schedule, I think I think week one South Florida, that's a must win. You know, that's that's a game you I would expect you to win, frankly. Then I look at Baylor. You got a point to prove against Baylor. Let's be honest. Like, let's not forget what happened last year. You yeah. you went to Baylor. They didn't respect uh, respect Jaron at all in his running ability, and they were just you know playing easy defense. That that's what they were doing. And I just think that that BYU can beat these guys absolutely. Oregon, on the other hand, that's a game that I think is 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 going to be awesome because I think that's a true measuring stick game very much the same way Oregon against Ohio State early in the year last year was a measuring stick for Oregon I think it's that same thing for BYU so what do you mean when you say that's a measuring stick I game are you that, talking about size talent no I, yeah you, I just think program versus program I think that hey we're BYU can we go and play a Pac-12 powerhouse and win can we be can we be competitive in that game because because I'm telling you that's what this season is about for BYU like yeah, obviously, you always want to try to get into the college football playoff. You want to win as many games as possible. But in the bigger picture, from a from a Big 12 standpoint, as BYU goes that way and heads that direction, this season is all about showing what you're capable of. What what can we expect out of BYU in, in the first season in the Big 12? Well, if you come out Man. and you beat Baylor, Oregon, if, if, you can, if you can beat Notre Dame somehow— like that's gonna that's gonna be a great thing for your program, Brody. I'm telling you right now, the game on their schedule that worries me by far the most is Baylor. Mm -hmm. I think, and I I probably overvalue Baylor too much, but I think Baylor is going to be a handful. I mean, I I don't care who you are, I don't care where the game's played. I think Baylor is going to be one of the best teams in the conference, obviously. But I think that BYU. Now that game's in Provo, right? I mean, you you. You look up and down the schedule and you you try to find the most likely games that BYU is going to lose. I don't think there's any doubt that you have to look at that Baylor game and say, yeah, there's a good chance that Baylor's just a better football team. Um, but I also think that Baylor's going to Baylor's Baylor's going to be in for a hell of a game. You know, like I think that BYU, 
it, it goes without saying. This BYU team is tenacious. This BYU team plays with an incredible amount of heart. You come to elevation at BYU in Provo. It, it is intimidating. Again, that game is an 8:15 Mountain Time kickoff. Um, that's 9:15 in the Central Time Zone. I think that's got to be an advantage for BYU. Um, that game is on ESPN. It's a national TV game. It's a huge game. I think BYU has to win that game. I think, obviously, if we're talking about going to playoffs and we're talking about having a major impact, I, I just think the yeah. world of Baylor, I think what what we saw last year is not the the one-off. That's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think if, you, if you're BYU, I think you got to look at that game. I think Arkansas is another game, as you pointed out. I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a, a marquee opponent. But I think on this schedule, the most difficult games for BYU to win and get up for are going to be your your second tier teams. Mm-hmm. It's going to be South Florida is not a second tier team in my opinion, but you look at the Boise State. Boise State. You look at games like that. Wyoming. You look at Wyoming. Utah Tech. Utah Tech. Liberty. I, those are games that those are games that you have to be ready to rock and roll. East on. Carolina. East Carolina. Like you have to be ready to go on those games. But I'm telling you right now, if there was one game on this schedule. Um, that that worries me. And if you want an indicator of how difficult that's going to be for BYU to compete in the Big 12, look no further than the Baylor Bears. Thanks. That team is going to be good. And that's why I say that's the best the Big 12 has to offer, right? I mean, that's like they're, they're, that's Baylor. Like, yeah. if you can come out and improve upon your performance from last season, and, and this can be a tight game where, you know, you're not letting them walk away from you in the second half like you did last year, like – you know, if you can do all those things, and and even if you lose the game, but you lose it by one possession, let's say, and it was a close game, highly competitive, good football game, like you know what I'm talking about, like these games where it's where you're down 20 and we're garbage time for most of the second half. BYU can't have that. But if you're headed, if you're five minutes left in the fourth, and Baylor scores, you know, to seal the game, that's a good football game. I think even at that point. Your program looks good. You lose the game, but you were highly competitive right down to the end. That's that. I think that's what the Big 12 is looking for. And so as much as I would love for BYU to win this football game, I think in the big picture what's more important is just simply to, to fight them to the end, even if you lose at that point. And that's why I say looking at the schedule, you don't have to be a double-digit win team. That doesn't have to happen. But I think there is a path there. It's going to require another level out of Jaron. It's going to require a healthy offensive line for like most of the year. We can't have, you know, I love Harris Lachance, but we can't have Buddy out for weeks on end. You know, we can't have those no. those oddball injuries that come up. And I know there's nothing, that, the problem is there's nothing you could do about those. That's the thing. Like when you get rolled up on as an offensive lineman, what are you going to do about well, that? Well, BYU's got competition on that offensive line. I mean, yeah. they, they the, every guy on that line for the most part, every guy on that line is right now today competing for reps. And yeah. I think, again, the perfect example with Baylor. Baylor, Dave Aranda knows how to build a defense. He mm-hmm. gets the most out of his guys. And if BYU has any chance of beating Baylor that day, that night, excuse me, in Provo, they're going to have to stand up up front because I think, and I don't care how much turnover you have on that Baylor offense, the the game's going to be one in the lines. It's going it to be one up is. front. Yeah, it always is. Yes. It's going to be one up front, and, and Baylor's going to be – after that quarterback's ass. Like, I think – and, by the way, when we're talking about BYU winning or losing, Jaron's got to be healthy. Jaren, because Jaron Hall has Heisman potential, 
but potential is meaningless if you're not on the field. Agreed. Your best ability is your availability, and Jaron Hall over his career at BYU has not been available nearly enough. So let's see if he if he can do that. But I think the key to this BYU team is going to be health, and they have to win the battle in the trenches. They yeah. have to be good up front. On offense, the line's got to stay healthy. They have more depth there. I, you know, it, it's funny listening, you know, to the the you know the the people talking about BYU's depth, and, and I'm I don't believe in star ratings and recruits. I don't believe in that at all. I really just do not. Okay. I think give me a two star recruit that has a great developmental staff. That kid can play with any five star recruit on the field, right? The only intangible that you can't teach is speed. BYU's got speed. BYU's got depth. BYU is better offensively, deeper offensively than they were at any point last year. Mm-hmm. And I know, oh, well, Tyler Algiers, you know, playing on Sundays, not Saturdays. Totally understand that. This team is going to be fine offensively if they stay healthy. Yeah. I think they're, I think they could, they're the top of the water for me, the, 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 the best this team could do is one loss. I think you're asking far too much for BYU to open with USF, Baylor, Oregon, and then Notre Dame in the Shamrock Series. I just think that's an awful lot. That Wyoming and that Utah State game, if that game was in Logan, I'd tell you that's a game you need to be careful of. Yeah. That that's a game you feel like you but might That's what lose. I'm saying. A lot of these games, you know, your Baylors, your Utah States, like these are these are at Lavelle. Like these are in Provo, you know, and I, and that's why I say the, on paper, the schedule looks really daunting. I mean, it, it, it does. From 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 BYU's perspective, I would guess that this schedule looks pretty difficult. But but when I look at this, I say, okay, you just got to get to October fifteenth. Once you're at October fifteenth, and you get through the Arkansas game, listen to the listen to the back end of the schedule. And this is why I think one loss is possible. So so after Arkansas, you've got Liberty, East Carolina, Boise State, Utah Tech. Wait, I'm sorry. Who? East Carolina. Boise State. Boise State. Okay, go ahead. So you got four wins right there. What should be four wins? No doubt about it. I don't want to. I don't want to see Idaho State crap come through this schedule like we did last year. Oh. I want. I want an ass kicking in against Liberty, East it. Carolina, and Boise State, and Utah Tech. You think Stanford's a little better than I think they are? I think Stanford should be circled as a win as well. So, But the other thing I want to see, and I know we've talked about this as well ad nauseum when we talk about BYU football, right. I want to see 60, 70-point output against That's Utah That's what I'm Tech. saying, dude. I want, like, light these guys up, man. I, I, want, I want BYU to make a statement, and I feel like Kalani's one weakness is he's a bit too nice. Yeah. And I think when you look at some of the things that went on last year on the field – the disrespect to the, I think you need to come out and you need to punch some people in the face and you need to prove a point because if this team only loses one game, if you lose one game, you should be in the conversation for a college football playoff spot. Jaron Hall should be in the conversation for Heisman Trophy. What did we talk about last season? We had huge debates on this show about this very topic last season. We talked all about how the college football playoff committee works. Right? How do they how do they rank teams? How do they choose teams? How, like how does that process work? I got news for you. It's not complicated. It's a it's a couple of people sitting around a table, looking at schedules, talking about what they remember, maybe looking at some highlights. So when you get when you beat South Florida, you lose to Baylor, you beat Oregon, you beat Wyoming, you beat Utah State, and let's say somehow you beat Notre Dame, right? 
You're you're above yeah. 500. I know. I know. You're above 500 oh my God. going going to Arkansas, right? So let's say you lose to Arkansas and now you're 500 or maybe you're one above 500. This, this four game stretch right here could very much determine where you land as far as bowl oh, games yeah. are concerned, as far as your reputation is concerned. So I don't want to see, hey, uh, we're up by 10 going to the half against Liberty, so we're going to take Jaron out and you know we're going to be nice. I don't want to see that, dude. I want 35-plus point spreads on these mediocre teams because yeah. you well, are better than that. Look at Caleb Harrison. Look at Caleb Harrison, the, the Utah Jazz TV star that wears hats. By the way, Caleb, you missed the show yesterday, I think. Bro, the braids are amazing. We were yes, talking about this. Yes, they are. Congratulations on being the uh, lucky charm for Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. um, and it, again, is disappointing you didn't get him on the show. Are people miring? You know, you say that you listen to the show, you're a fan of the show, but you don't bring us Kyle Kuzma. I don't understand it. M anyway. why the Monty show? Yeah, the Monty show. Thank you. Uh, but Caleb uh, makes a really good point. BYU almost has to be perfect to have to make the college football playoff. Yeah, so you can't afford I to, totally agree. Like, Caleb. I completely agree. You can't afford to only beat Liberty by 10 points. That Like, that's not, like, Jaron Hall against Liberty, as an example, that's 400 yards, four or five touchdowns, like, lighting them up type stats. Because that's, because the reason you need that is so that later in the year, when you when you've earned your right to be in a bowl game and and you know maybe if you got insane and you were in you just in the conversation for the college football playoff they're not going to remember 30 points against liberty they're going to remember 65 70 against liberty and we talked about this last year and people yes. said that we we were wrong okay well that's fine but i'm not here to be nice i'm not yeah. here to win mr nice guy awards i'm here to win national championships what did you say do you want to be nice or do you want to win football games it's that simple because you, you, you can't – I don't know that you can do both. I, yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't know that you can do both. Uh, Spencer Smith says uh, BYU's got to go 11-1 and one yeah. with a loss to Baylor. That's it. I'm confident this year. Uh, love you guys, man. Thanks, Spencer. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks Appreciate for being you, Spencer. here. Um, let's see. Who else? Let's go back to the top here. Kurt Meyer says, good morning. JP Shanahan says, morning, guys. Why Why did it take you so long to finally admit on camera that Jake is your son? I don't think it took long. I, I just think it's not something we talk about a ton, to be honest you, with you. Yeah, okay, I don't. Listen, here's the story. His mom's a hooker in Casablanca. Her and I <laughs> met one night in the back of a, uh, you know, a covered wagon, and we made magical love. <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said hooker. A, a bar matron. <laughs> you know, what do you mean? Why did it take so? What are you talking about? It didn't, it's not like he was avoiding it or something. It just, we don't, it's not like. I already not, suspected, but you were always so cryptic about it. I What? What? God, we've talked being, about this a thousand times. Yeah, I, I'm not even trying to be cryptic about it. Like, I'm not trying to be weird about it. I don't think we've been cryptic about it. I mean, no. it, I, I think what it is, honestly. Is that it? Just doesn't get talked about a lot. I, I like it. I, I just don't think it's that big of a thing on okay, the show. Okay, wait, 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 wait. All right, welcome to the Monty Show, where Jake's my son. Okay, cool. Talking BYU football. <laughs> like, are are you kidding me? What are you? I'm not trying to be cryptic. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, exploring with Ben and Sam says, "Oh, we're ready for BYU." Parentheses. I hope. <laughs> you better hope. Uh, Neville93 says, good morning, my brother. What's up, my friend? Uh, Greasy Hands Auto Sean Butterfield 
Good morning, Karen. Sean? Karen Montemayor, another one of my love children, says good yes, morning. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good morning, casuals. Can I please get a casual shirt or at least a maple bar since you guys are doing a cut? If not, I'll speak with your manager again. Hey, guys. Exactly Dude, right. A maple bar this morning would have no, been. I'm fat. Mm. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, good morning, fellas. Speaking of Don, we've seen him working on his mid-range game, but what about his defense? Well, here oh. we go. Wait, oh, you want to play that right we now? We can do it now. We can do it later. I don't care, man. Whatever. I'll, we'll play a video coming up here in a, in a minute that, that talks about his defense. Teddy Wayman, good morning to you with a $5 tip. Morning, man. I'm going camping and about to lose phone service. Appreciate the show and hope y'all have a great weekend. Teddy, hey, be, be safe. Hey, be safe, buddy. Uh, talk to you soon, Teddy. Good to see you. Uh, Steve Peterson says, Mrs., uh, welcome to the Monty Show with Fruits of My Loins. Fruits of My Loins. Now, with all due respect. Yeah, at the end of the day. Drink. Drink. With all due respect, Steve Peterson. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, so Jake is the result of Cougar Tales? Go Maple. Yeah, exactly. I'm like this thing, JP Shanahan, what are you talking about? I don't I, I don't get it. I, I, I really, I mean, it. it's not something that like he's we're hiding, hiding from. Like, I don't think you were hiding it at all. Come on. Get out of here. Dead Collector uh, says, I'm, I'm just worried about New York. And why? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I, I, yeah. I'm assuming that's a Donovan thing, but like, be more specific. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah, I'm, 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 you know. Or is that a reference uh, to the comment? Dead Collector says, I'm just worried about BYU's running game. I hear the hype, but man, Algier will be hard to replace. He will, but I think Chris Brooks will, will do a nice job with that. But I, I mean, listen. That's a guy that's experienced. He's got big carries and big games. Yeah. And by the way, I don't want to forget about Peeney Katoa either. I mean, yeah, that's like, a guy that's <laughs> experienced, like... And, and if you look at the other running backs, you look at guys like Jackson McChesney, who's been waiting, it seems like, for 10 years. Yeah. I, Jackson McChesney, I don't know why. He feels like a guy who's been at BYU since, like, he and Lavelle, like, Lavelle recruited him. And Yeah. I mean, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I would not sleep on on the one-two punch of Brooks and, and Katoa. I, I, I think the running game will be fine. Yeah, and I also think you can't forget that, that – you know, while Tyler Algier was an absolute beast, did you know on paper has done it better than anyone ever has at BYU. You got to remember that offensive line was a huge reason why he was able to do that, and that's why I say I, I don't care who you are. If you've got a a, a massive hole to run through, you're going to be in a good place. Now, Tyler Algier's ability to absorb contact and and get to that says Jake, who is Monty's son. That's your new Chiron. Thank you. Thank you. See that? See see what he's doing here? He's really trying to clarify, you know, what's what's happening. Anyway, Tyler Algier's ability to absorb contact, much like your ability to absorb contact, hey was at a high level. And I think that that's what I that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see out of these backs. Can Katoa can Katoa bring that level of physicality? You know, what do we get out of the other guys? And and this is why I say. The running game has to be there because, again, Jaron Hall will not be successful if he doesn't have at least two and a half to three seconds to stand there and serve it. I agree. You know, like you can't have him just being swarmed constantly. Um, Spencer Smith leaves us a $1.99 tip. Spence, appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, have a great you. weekend. I love your avatar, though. It's like, it's Spencer, I'm going to assume that's you. It's Spencer just waving goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, by the way, where's the other penny? You couldn't leave us two dollars. I got I got kids to feed, obviously. Jake's my son, remember? Um <laughs> Relentless. I need to stop. Relentless. I, I, dude. I, I just need to you stop. Fuck one, marry yeah. one, kill one. Go. You know. 
I'm just telling you, again, his mom was a circus performer. We met. She swung from the trapeze. Yes, you, you know. did. Yes, you did. I, I ignored the sign that said, don't feed the animals. It is what it is. Hey, baby. Uh, Mark. <laughs> so, wait, your mom was a bar matron in Casablanca. Yeah. She's now a circus performer. I love that show. I'm running out of ammo here, man. Yeah. I'm running out. Come on, Cube. I'm running out. <laughs> Uh, Mark Ruckert says, great feeling about this season for both BYU and Utah. However, getting to the college football playoff will require great coaching, few injuries, and a lot of luck. Well, luck plays a huge part of it. Definitely. But but I do think your point about coaching, I mean, I don't know that there is a state in the union right now today that can boast Kalani Sataki and Kyle Whittingham type coaches. I I don't. Whether that is, I mean, pick pick it. Texas. I'll buy them. Roll Tide. You know, like there's not another there's not another setup like Utah and BYU. And obviously with the Utes, I mean, you have a situation where you're coming off of a Rose Bowl performance that was scintillating. It's one of the best Rose Bowls I ever remember. Yeah. Um, so I, I look at, at Utah. Utah, the thing that stands out to me about Utah is that I, I wonder I wonder how high they can raise the bar. Because there's no reason to think that they can't beat USC. There's no reason to think that they can't win this conference. I mean, it's funny. We were talking to our friend Brian yesterday about about the Utes. And we were talking about how there's a chance that Kyle Whittingham could not be the coach this year. Had last season not turned around so dramatically, he may have retired if last season went into a dumpster fire. Right. I mean, if they don't make that magical run under Cam... If they don't go to the Rose Bowl, if they don't win the conference championship, you know. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, is Kyle Whittingham the head football coach at the at the University of Utah this morning? Yeah, I don't know. I, man. I think I can make I, the argument he's not. Yeah, I I, de- I agree. I mean, there's def- there was definitely a lot of rumors. We talked all about it last season about how retirement was definitely a threat to the program uh, from you know Kyle Whittingham's standpoint. But again, you know, going through their schedule. It's no secret, and the program has talked a lot about it. Kyle's talked about it. Cam's talked about it. You know, you've got uh, plenty of other players who have talked about the fact that Florida's week one, and I do think they're going to beat Florida. It's my opinion you're going to go to Gainesville, and you're going to win that football game, and I think the reason for that is because your defense is going to be on lock. I think what the, the strategy, just based on what I've seen, again, I'm not able to go to practice, obviously, but based on what I see online, the, the conversations, you know, what's going on, and what we know about Kyle Whittingham, defense is first. And I think if, if defense is first, the game plan is going to be going to Gainesville with uh, your defense on the same page, be stout, be disciplined, and then put your offense in a position to to finish them off. You know, So I could easily see this Florida game being a, being a low-scoring game. I'm talking about like 15, 15, 20 points for the Utes, you know, maybe 10, 10 points for Florida, maybe. I, I could easily see that. I could see some turnovers happening. Like there's a lot of ways that this game could go sideways, but I think that Florida game is a win. I look at the rest of this schedule yeah. and while yes on paper it looks it looks daunting and everything, I'm gonna apply the same logic from the BYU schedule that I do to the Utah schedule, which is hey, you should so I think you're gonna win in week one against Florida. You're gonna beat Southern Utah. San Diego State is always a grind, but I think that's a football game you should win. Well, um, you know what? That, in all honesty, that's that game. Yeah. That you look at on your schedule. You're like, is this is that the game that derails you? Because after I mean, that, you've got three gimmies. So San Diego State really is that 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 first one after Florida, where you're like, hey, on paper we should win this game, 
But San Diego State has always been a proven team that will give you trouble. You, you know? know, but I, I look at if I look at that San Diego State game, I mean, the Florida game, listen, you know, I, I think you have a lot on the line, um, you know, obviously at Florida, but this is not Steve Spurrier's Florida Gators. Correct. That's not who this is. So I feel like that's a winnable game. That's a statement game because Florida still has some cachet. Um, well, it's but, week one. That's the thing. Well, like, it's not like this is week eight where you're prepped and everyone's good to go. Like, this is this is week one. You, you, like, week one usually is, hey, there might be some mistakes made. Like, we got to work out some kinks in our offense. You know, like that type of thing. But you don't have time for that this year. And I, and, I, and that's why I think this schedule has, while it's difficult, yes, I do think it has a lot of opportunity in it for Utah. You're, you're, you're eighth in the country in preseason ranks right now. Right, so people respect you. People think you're a top ten team, but just hear me out. Let's say you beat Florida, you're gonna beat Southern Utah. You you beat San Diego State, Arizona State, Oregon State, and UCLA. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six and zero heading into the SC game. If you're six and zero heading into SC, and let's say you beat SC and you're seven and zero, dude, you're looking at being eight, nine. 10 and 0 heading into Oregon potentially. That's why I think Utah has a really nice schedule. That's why I think it's full of opportunity because if you can if you can accomplish that, you're going to be in a phenomenal position. Well, and I think uh you know, Mahmoud uh Diabate coming over from Florida mm -hmm. gives them tremendous speed, sideline the sideline speed at linebacker. And I you know, look, I think that gives them, you know, a bit of an advantage because you're losing Devin Lloyd. But I look up and down this this depth chart. Van Filliger's got to have a huge, huge, huge season. Mm -hmm. They've got to figure out who's going to get after get after the quarterback because, again, I go up and down this list and and I look at Junior Tafuna. I know what I'm getting there. I know what I'm getting there. That that's a kid, um, you know that that is gonna is gonna be there. They're, they're, listen, defensively is not the question. I will again say when I look at when I look at Utah and and I I look at at this depth chart, the biggest question for for Utah is how much production are they getting from Vele? That's the yes. to me he's the do they have the speed to take the top off the defense outside? Because with Brant Keithy, Dalton Kincaid, Cam Rising, you're gonna run the football effectively. I don't think anybody doubts that. My question is, when I look at the the great Phil Steele the Bible, when I, and I I look at the ratings on these uh, on these wide receivers, you know Vele Ennis, um, those are the two guys, and really it's Devon Vele that's going to have to to step up and and make a huge difference. I I don't see any reason. I don't think it's unreasonable to sit here and wonder if we have two college football playoff teams. Because mm -hmm. until BYU loses multiple games, because I agree with Caleb, I agree with you, I think one loss puts them in position, mm -hmm. depending on who that They'll one loss is. They'll be in the conversation at least, you know? But who are they going to lose to and how are they going to lose that game? Yeah. Right? And are they going to come out and prove a point against the Utah Techs of the world? That to me is that to me is a huge thing. So, Mark, I think I think you're exactly right. Spencer Smith with a $10 tip now. Thank you, Says Spencer. BYU and Utah meet in the playoffs. Unlikely, but it would be badass. Oh, my God. Find a way to play the Holy War. That's all I have to say. You would knock the earth off of its towel. Yes. Are you kidding? The globe would stop spinning. If BYU and Utah met in a playoff game. Dude. Guy. Come on.
Rance. And then Rance comes in with some levity and says, Utah schools are relevant in college football. Well, that's nice. So wait, let me get this right. You won the Pac-12 championship. You went to the Rose Bowl. You were within a snap of beating Ohio State. Nah, that's not relevance. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what? That's it. Shut the show down. Right? Well, why are we here? Well, we already restarted the show that's once. It. You know what? Shut the show down. We're out of here. Pack everything up. All right, I'm going to turn the lights back on. Okay, now. thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I feel better. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> Rance says the Big 12 is a downgrade. A downgrade to who? Rance also says they're not done trading, blowing up the team. Okay. Uh, he says, worry about defense. Running back's never been issue. Um, the defense for BYU is a very big issue. I would agree with that. I think BYU, Malik Moore and company got to cover. Yeah. It's that simple. You want to win games? Cover. Got to cover. You got to show you can run. You got to show you can cover. Y'all um, feel me? I think BYU and Utah are, are very similar defensively. They're going to be good up front. You're going to get good linebacker play. You're going to get, in my opinion, Cole Bishop's one of the best safeties nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. We'll see. BYU's got to prove they can run and cover in the secondary. Because yep. other than that, I think you're as far as BYU goes, you've got a phenomenal wide receiver room. I think you've got depth at running back. I think you have incredible depth on the line. I think you have a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback in Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. Can you cover? I if don't want to see. If this team can cover. Dude, I don't want to see safeties being 20 yards in the wrong spot. I'm just going to put it that way. That happened yeah. too many times last year. Yep. I agree. All right, a couple more on this, and then we got to uh, move on. Um, let's see. Patrick Bourne says, the Utah Packers. We do not like ayahuasca tea in this state, so play. can't do the Green Bay Packers, with all due respect. Uh, let's see. With all due respect. Did you see how he worked that in a little bit? That was brilliant. Yeah, I've been immunized. That was brilliant. Uh, Brandon James says, I want what he's having. Exactly yeah. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly right. Jeremy Bolton says, morning boys, LOL, a snap away from beating an Ohio State team sweep. Let's celebrate a loss. Oh, please. Oh, please. Ohio State was missing its starting 27 players. You're well, casual. Who cares? Doesn't matter, dude. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. They. It was one of the best Rose Bowls I've ever seen. And if Cam, Rising, Cam Rising's healthy, Utah's going to the Pac-12 playoffs. Or the national football, hello, hello, the college football playoff. Hello. They're in. If they beat Ohio <laughs> State, they're in. Yeah. Are, are you? What There's are we, not, that's not even a conversation. If, if they, and if, they're, if they beat Ohio State last year, are they, are they not more than eighth in the country right now? One snap. Cam Rising stays healthy. This is a different conversation. You're a top five team right now if you beat Ohio State. Yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I anyway, Zach Thornton says BYU's defensive line needs to be great. It does because and I think that's relative. I agree with you. It always needs to be great. But if if BYU has struggles in the secondary again, and I agree with you, I'm tired of watching guys out of position. I think Malik Moore has got a lot of potential. I think that's a cat that. But, can, I, but I also think like for BYU too, like too often for their defense, you're playing too high safeties, right? Like that's that's been their been their well, setup, and I think as a defense, you know, you have to be disciplined enough with your assignments on the back end to play single high safety. Sometimes, like you got to have that ability from time to time, so that you can get that extra guy in the box and you can go and get the quarterback. That like you have to be able 
to do that. But to do that, you can't have missed assignments when you're playing too deep. Like that's not going to work. You know, like yeah, that can't I, happen. I just think this this front seven at BYU, and and I'm talking about you know guys like Tyler Batty, talking about guys like Ben Bywater, mm-hmm. talking about you know. Keenan Peely, you know, like you look up and down the Peyton Willigers of the world, they're going to be on the football. This defense is going to be on the football. There's no question about that. I look at the secondary and I look at what you have to accomplish and I look at what you have on the field talent-wise. This is my main question. And I've asked this repeatedly about this particular coaching staff. And this is... One of the main complaints that people have with Tuiaki. Can you develop secondary players? You always have good linebackers at BYU. You always seemingly have size and athletic ability on the, the defensive line. You can't cover my mom last year. With all due respect. <laughs> See, uh, uh, hey guys. Anyway, the point hey is, you have struggled to cover. You yeah. have struggled to you have struggled to be the athlete. And that's the thing. When I talk about star rating, this is why I just don't care about star rating. If you get recruited to play football at BYU, you are an athlete. You're an athlete, right? The thing that stands out to me, though, is that it's great you're loaded at linebacker. And it's great you're really good up front. But I personally believe in Malik Moore. He can't be the only guy back there. Correct. I mean, you got to show me that you took a bunch of, you know, white guys and you made them defensive backs. You know. Right? Like, that's the knock on BYU. Well, all these missionaries, they're 37 years old, they're married, (laughs) they've got like 11 kids, and they can't run. Is that the narrative that's going to play out? Or are we going to actually see quality coverage where I agree with you? Can we play man defense on the back end at at, at BYU? No, no, no. Are we going to play... Are we going to have to play high safeties? Are we going to have to play zones? Are we going to have to help? Are we Are we going to have to rotate guys high? Like, like you should be able to play man where, and be fine. You Ch- should be able to do that. Is a guy like Chaz Ayu down in the box, or is he like is he dropping all the time? And so I say the Baylor game is a statement game. Baylor threw it all over you. Baylor threw it over the top several times. Yeah. And that's because your safeties had no idea where to be. That's the problem. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I just, the thing that I struggle with is this idea that like Judy Lolly has to come in here and he has to be good. He has to play and he has to play well. And I think one of the things that you're going to see is, my question is, very simply in football terms, are you a nickel and dime defense? Are you constantly in nickel and dime? Because if you are, you're in trouble. Yeah. It, you're it, it it you're not winning you're not winning 10 games in nickel and dime. You're you're just not going to do it. You you have to be able to man and the other thing is what are what are your what are your coverage abilities in the red zone? Mm-hmm. Because I one of the things I hated about this defense was that is 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 the injuries number one obviously. But I I don't know. I could go on and on. Yeah. We need to get on the field and we need to see this team cover. Yeah. that That's the bottom line. Correct. That's absolutely the bottom line. I just, you know. Uh, let's see. Jake Branded says linebackers are loaded this year. The D-line is healthy too. Yeah. Yeah. Harris LeChance is a critical player on the offensive line. 
It's that simple. He is massive, massive human being. He is a guy that is good. He is quality, but can he stay healthy? Bitch. 800 pounds. Can he, can they stay healthy? Can you get, um, you know, can, can Clark Barrington play every week is, you know, what about Connor pay? Like, can, can you find me five guys and then three more behind them that can make, can step in and not miss a beat because you look at, you look at the guys that you have, your tackles are, should be really, really good. Yeah. You, your tackles should be excellent. And with a guy like Jaron Hall in the backfield, you don't need 10 seconds of pass pro. No. Give me three good seconds. Give me five good seconds. Because when Jaron Hall, and again, one of the things I want to see, speaking of development, I want to see Jaron Hall be a much better thrower of the football. And, oh, his deep ball. Like, okay, cool. Show me touch and accuracy underneath. Yes. Show me better decision-making and step out of bounds instead of playing linebacker. Put it where it should be for your receiver to get five extra yards after the catch. Because again, because again, when you look at the Pukas and the Gunners and you look at, at Cody Epps, Cody Epps is a stud waiting to happen. Cody Epps is a kid that I think can absolutely positively be as productive as any player on this roster. Mm -hmm. He can be as productive as he's... And again, I know I believe in guys uh, far too much. I get I get emotional about players like on it in college football. I love it. Cody Epps is a guy I, I get attached to. I want to see that kid play football. Mm -hmm. And it, you've got talent in the wide receiver room. You do. And the, the Jaron Hall's got to perform now. Like all these questions... It, they come down to one simple thing. Did you have a good spring? Did you have a good summer? And are you going to have a good fall? Because that's where these games are won. You're not beating Baylor on the field that day that you play Baylor. You beat Baylor the day last season ended. You beat Baylor the day BYU is beating day, Baylor the day they decided not to sleep in and they went and they hit, they hit that bench. They beat Baylor in the summer when they chose, hey, you know what? I'm going to run this extra sprint. Hey, I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to eat at Cubbies anymore. I'm going down the street and I'm getting me some fresh, fresh. I'm going to eat some greens today. That's when you beat Baylor. Did they make those decisions? Did mm -hmm. they do that? Because if they did that, if they lifted all them weights, what's the, what's the old saying? This is why we lift all them weights. This is why. This see we see what he did there. This is do you even lift? This is why, right? But that's what you do, and you make good choices. You work your ass off. You develop yourself. That's what that's what top tier football programs do. You want to win? You want to win a, a Big Twelve championship in the next five seasons? You better be choosing weightlifting over sleeping or video games. Or hey, let's go play some VR. Hey, um, uh. Let's go uh, Halo on VR and stuff. Um, nah, bro. Let's let's go get back day in. Let's go get yeah. leg day in. Let's go run the hill real quick. Then we can play VR, mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, let's not eat. Let's not eat at Cubbies. Let's go eat at Jersey Mike's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not having the tri-tip sandwich. We're having the, the number 17 veggie special. That's what I'm saying. Fat. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Let's keep going. Greg Hawkins, what's up? Gregory. What's up? Back on U.S. soil, sir. Greg Hawkins is home. He says, sup, casuals. 
Sup? You're a casual. Um, What's it like to listen to the show at a reasonable time? Yeah, like in the state of Utah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, freaking UAB. But BYU isn't celebrating a loss. If you don't watch the Rose Bowl last year, you'd think Utah won. Bro. But see, everybody watches because it's the Rose Bowl. Because it's the Rose Bowl. Jeremy Bolton is. He's showing Jeremy, up on you're, the you're, show today. Jeremy, like, you're, you're salty. I love you, bro, but you're 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 being, yeah, salty is the He's best salty. way I would say about it. Like, I think. There, it's not you're not celebrating a loss. You're 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 saying, hey, we got to the pinnacle and we came up one play short. Listen, listen. Utah. Anyway, Utah <laughs> Utah won the Pac twelve championship. Aaron Lowe, that situation should have broke most teams. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. It didn't. You come back, you lose quitter noodle arm quarterback mm -hmm. because he can't hang with Wales vagina. Mm -hmm. Cam Rising shouldn't have come in and won. He should have just come in and taken snaps and they should have gone away and Witt should have retired. And I say I'm just fired up to be here today. Program should have fallen apart. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. They chose not to do that. They chose to do hard better, right? So what they did is they worked harder. Cam Rising was ready. Cam Rising stepped in. They didn't not only miss a beat, but they got better. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what kind of Rose Bowl it was and who played. They won the Pac-12 championship. They went to the Rose Bowl, and if Cam Rising doesn't get hurt, well, he did. Okay, so some guy you've never seen play football came in and almost beat Ohio State. I'm for real. And, you, I, like, I'm not the guy that's going to sit here and knock Utah last year. They earned my respect last year. Yeah. They earned it. They went to the Rose Bowl. They went blow for blow with Ohio State. Can BYU step out of field today and go head-to-head -head with Ohio State? Probably not. Probably not. And again, yes, I realize the streak came to an end last year. It's unfortunate we're not going to play the Holy War this year. Mm -hmm. But what I'm telling you is you, Utah earns your respect. Yeah. Utah earns your respect. It, like, if you can't respect the achievements the 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 rise out of adversity that this club went through last year. Come on. Is this the dagger? Come on. Come on. Caleb, Utah and BYU have uh, been in the top 18 mix consistently the last few seasons. Yeah, they have. Yes, absolutely they have. You know. Um Michigan State Spartans kind of falling off. Caleb, it's bet listen. It's bad enough that you put pepperoni on pizza. <laughs> now you want to roll in here talking about Sparty. <clears throat> By the way, did you guys see that they extended Tom Izzo? Wow, I'm shocked. The Izzo. Wow. Anyway. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, depth has always been an issue at BYU since the dawn of time. Getting into the Big 12 is going to help with that for the first time. BYU has athletes to hang with anybody, but no depth after that. I actually, I think positionally speaking, I don't know that you've ever had more depth at wide receiver. I don't frankly know that you've ever had more depth on offensive line than you've had now, mm -hmm. than you have now. Um, I think the linebackers are. I, I think you're in a good place. It's just, it's very simple. Your starters are going to execute or they're not. Like Christopher Brooks you know. has to play well. Yeah. I mean, because I, and I love Peeney. Don't get me wrong. He's not a number one running back. I, I think we all can agree with that. There, there may, that's the one. He might be the, the, the tipping point. Mm hmm. I mean, if Christopher Brooks doesn't stay healthy, that could be a real problem. 
Um, I think you you would have to significantly change what you do on offense um, because I I just don't think I just don't know that Peeney's that that guy. Yeah, uh, I'm not convinced that he's a great number two. He's a great lightning to your thunder, but we'll see. I I think that's interesting. I I that you either I don't know, man. The, it's secondary depth is my biggest question. That's my biggest question. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. And donuts. I'll take a. I'll, I'll, I'll take like a you know a strawberry or a raspberry jelly donut and I want it. you know, um, let's go with an apple fritter. Uh, the the number ten BYU got hammered by a first year head coach in OC last year by Boise State in Provo. This year won't be any different in Boise. We'll see. see. Now you come in here. Like a rain cloud coming over the Oakers. Sorry, you're like, offended by that. Why? It's blue turf. Nobody wins games on blue turf. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, Boise's always a tough place to play. There, yes. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, that's a game that I, we should go to to the Boise game this year. Yeah, that's a game you should win. It yeah. is like that's, if you if you're legit, you'll win that game. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton says, "Greg, welcome back. Hello." Uh, Walter Butler says, listening to BYU football talk, that's how good you guys are. At 50 year, a 50 year Nick fan finds great old school talk radio streaming in Utah. Just saying. Look, I, I it's what I always say when um, I was, when I was a supermodel walking the runways um, of, of Paris and Milan, mm-hmm. um, you, they always found me cause you know, this physique and stuff. Right. I don't know. I have nowhere to, I have nowhere to go with that. Nowhere to go with that. I appreciate that comment, though. Rant says, I don't know about falling off always in the top four or so. Okay. Uh, Steve Stephen Guild says, Sparty only team to beat Michigan during the season. They won 11 games last year. Falling off, do you know anything about football? Okay, now it's getting salty. I feel like we're mixing in a little taco seasoning as well to right. really kick up the heat. Right. By the way, I'm going to Red Iguana tonight, so you're not. Um, let's see. JP Shanahan says, you guys had me in stitches when you answered my question. Look. Listen, I, you're going to roll in here and question, question, you know. It is not my fault that your mom was a lot lizard in, in you know. I'm sorry. Did you say she was a lot lizard? Vexes me. Well, we went from bar matron in Casablanca. Terribly vexed. To circus performer. I don't have a lot of places listen, else to we're go. we're in, in a strange time. You know. Dude. Bro. What? what? So she's all these things, and you still chose to to do your thing. Hey, man, when a dude feeling freaky, you got to get your freak on. You know. <laughs> Wrap it up, double bag it, do what you got to do. Double bag it. And just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. You know. Thanks, Bro. Thanks for wrecking the show, JP. <laughs> uh, CKS says, but BYU ignores the fact that losing to UA, UAB did matter. It did matter. Yes, yeah, it, it did. did. Michigan is in a super team. Georgia beat them. Okay, Jim Har- Jim Harbaugh. Okay, wait. Play the F one, marry one, kill one. Okay, um, hang on, hang on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Jim Harbaugh, Dave Aranda, or Nick Rolovich. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I'm probably marrying Dave Aranda. I'm probably killing Nick Rolovich. Damn. And I'll drop that mother. The options are not good for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um, oh, I am not. Shit. I am not a Jim Harbaugh fan. No. Uh, having covered him when he was with the Niners, the guy's a nightmare. 
Uh, I, he, the burnout factor is massive. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think he can win the biggest games. I, I really don't believe Jim Harbaugh is a big game coach. Yeah. Uh, I do not. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, losing to UIB didn't matter. Who the F cares? Well, it mattered. Yeah. How's that? How was that playoff spot last year? Yeah, that's what I thought. Patrick Bourne says, Utah Healthy won that game. Yeah, I would agree. I... I I just think, I think everybody agrees, dude. It's universally accepted. They would have won the game. And again, yes. by the way, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. It was last season, but all I'm here to tell you is that they can do the exact same thing this year. And I think they can do it in a bigger fashion. I think they can make more noise than they were able to make last year. You're talking about a team who almost won the Rose Bowl after players died consecutive years. Like it's it's a it's a, it was a very just emotional. Kyle Whittingham heavy. had one foot out the door. Bro was cashing in his 401k. Are you kidding me? The opposite of full. The resurrection job on the hill last year was amazing. Pack your thing up. We're out of here. Like amazing. Amazing. Caleb says that no 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 gets me every time. LOL. Yes, it does. It's one of the it's one of the great drops. No, no, no. That's Lisa Wilson, Zach Wilson's mom. That's Lisa Wilson's friend on video denying that she's the friend who had sex with Zach. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> Chris P says Utah, uh, Utah won't the Pac 12 when the league was at it, won the Pac 12 when the league was at its, oh, who cares? Yeah, come on. The league was at its lowest. Who cares? Who cares? They won the Pac 12. Oh wow, you know Alabama. So are we gonna are we? So you're probably the same Come guy on. that's handicapping LeBron's championship in the bubble, right? Come on. Come on. Come on. Dead Collector says not only is this a great sports talk show, it's great comedy as well. Thank you, appreciate that. Jeremy Bolton says if Tom Brady, Brian Urlacher, uh, and Walter Payton would have played for BYU against UAB, they would have won. That's a very <laughs> good point. That's a very Brian Urlacher would have been a hell of a fullback in that game. A hell of a fullback. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher, that bald middle linebacker that could run a little no, bit. No, he's not bald. Yeah, he kept his head shaved. Whatever. Same thing. Brian Urlacher with hair is still incredibly awkward for me. Correct the mundo. Really awkward. Uh, TJ McVay says, not to mention a banged up secondary for Utah going into the Rose Bowl. True. Correct. But we all have injuries. The best teams have death. Mm -hmm. um, Louis Diaz says, if it true that Donovan is done deal, just waiting till September to package guy from the Wolves, 20-win game this season coming in. I don't think that's true. No. Because why do the Knicks want Patrick Beverly? Why do the Knicks want Malik Beasley? And if you're trading Donovan Mitchell, you're telling me you're trading Jared Vanderbilt? Okay, let's switch gears here on the Monty Show. Uh, by the way, next week, a huge new sponsor comes on board. Mm -hmm. So pumped about that one. So pumped about that one. So pumped. So pumped. Let's talk about Donovan Mitchell a little bit. If I had to put you on the spot right now on Friday, August 12th, 2022, mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell in camp or not in camp with in the camp. Jazz? In camp. Plays the first half of the year with the Jazz. That's my opinion. I think it's 80-20. That he's in camp. I could still see a situation where I, I'm, I, though, I am of the belief that the Knicks are trying to get Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I've heard it too many times from too many NBA people that I know. I think the Knicks would like Listen, Kevin Durant. Look, the the thing with the Knicks and Kevin Durant that to me makes sense, and again, this isn't like sourced information or anything. This is just my opinion. 
But what I think makes a lot of sense is that the Knicks have been trying to get Don with this package with Danny that we've been talking about, the six picks and the multiple players and, you know, just that whole thing we've talked about at nauseum on the show. And if you're any kind of Knicks or Jazz fan, you've heard about that trade package. So what makes a lot of sense to me is that if you're the Knicks, why, if you're going to give up that much, why would you give up that much on Donovan Mitchell when you can give up that much and get Kevin Durant, right? You're, you're extending your return on that and on that investment, if you will. And, and so to me, that makes a lot of sense. The only problem is, is that I don't know how much Joe Sy is catering to Kevin Durant. Now I got to imagine it's not very much. I got to imagine that Joe Sy probably is not, you know, the owner of the Nets, Joe Sy is probably not uh, catering to Kevin Durant too much, but we've heard a lot of smoke about like, Hey, Kevin, Kevin wants to go and play in Philly or Kevin would play in Boston or Kevin would play here or there. And the Knicks weren't on that list or whatever. The Knicks haven't been in the news from that standpoint. So I just think it's really interesting when we start talking about, well, where's Kevin going to get traded and how does that affect Donovan Mitchell? Well, that's how I think it could potentially affect Donovan Mitchell. If I'm the Knicks and I'm giving up that price either way, I think we can all agree you'd rather have Kevin Durant than Donovan Mitchell. So that's the, that's the thing that to me makes a lot of sense. And to me, why Donovan Mitchell will be in camp and why I think ultimately he's going to be here for a minute. And by the way, I, I will also say we, we've been very consistent on the show talking about Don's development this summer in the mid-range, and I think you're seeing that. And I think it's a clear yes. sign that Donovan Mitchell understands what's on the line this year for him. All right, speaking of Don in the mid-range, let the video speak for itself. Here's Donovan Mitchell and Anthony Edwards battling head-to-head. Five, four, three, two, ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Ooh, oh, that's tough. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh, ball game. Mm-mm-mm. So what you saw there, and I'm going to play that video again, it starts with Anthony Edwards on the ball. I want you to notice Donovan Mitchell's defense. This is Anthony Edwards and Donovan Mitchell going head-to-head. Notice that Donovan Mitchell plays really good defense on Anthony Edwards, one of the best athletes in the NBA. Edwards is then going to take the ball from Donovan Mitchell. Don's going to dribble down, dribble a little too much. He was waiting for a screen, I think. Um Comes down, dunks the ball. But watch what Donovan Mitchell does on the last play of this video. Donovan Mitchell going full mid-range off of a screen, pull up at the elbow to knock it down, which is something we had not seen him do effectively in probably two seasons. Five, four, three, two. Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four. Ooh, oh, that's tough. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh, ball game. That's sweet. That last pull-up jumper gives you so much hope. 
And the, all the tape we've seen on Donovan Mitchell coming out here is of Don working on his mid-range game. And I think when you look at that and you look at what we've talked about, if he's going to do that consistently because screen roll and and offensive action off of screens in this league is just so critical to the success of the individual and the team. If Donovan Mitchell is going to be that guy in the mid-range, he's going to score 30 points a game. He's going to. I mean, it's just... It is the biggest gap in his offensive game because he can already get to the rim and he can already shoot from significant range from three. Like you, he needs that mid-range game, Jake. If Donovan Mitchell is going to do that, he's going to be a monster on offense. Yeah, and I think that this is what we've been talking about all offseason. That Donovan Mitchell needs to learn how to leverage the screen to get to his spots in the mid-range, and and I think every effective score in the NBA does that. And I think one thing that people knock Donovan Mitchell for is his size. Well, I think he can he can get over that hump by being able to leverage the mid-range. That's the thing. You don't need Donovan Mitchell playing at the rim constantly. And that's what I think was his issue last season. He was either playing at the rim too much or he was taking too many threes. He was missing the second level in his offensive game. And that's why I say, if you know how to use the screen to get to the mid-range and knock that down reliably, you're going to be in a much better place. You talk about him averaging 30 points a night. Well, to do that, you got to have a, a knockdown elbow jumper. And I'm not saying that he's going to come out and shoot some ridiculous percentage from the mid-range, but that kind of highlight shows you that he's got confidence to go and to go and, and hit that shot. And that's what I think can be can be game-changing. Not only is he developing his game, but he's got a new head coach and he's in a new system yeah. that should give him more space. And and so that's why I say all these people saying, oh, well, Don doesn't want to be in Utah. Don wants to leave. Don wants to do this. Don wants to do that. Do you realize Donovan Mitchell has one of the best opportunities right now in Utah like of anybody? Don got a new head coach with a new opportunity and a new system that does not involve Rudy Gobert. What does that mean? What is that? What is How does that pan out on the floor? Well, I, I can tell you. The way that pans out is it's a much faster-paced offense. The ball is going to be moving a lot more than it was, and Don's going to get more open, high-percentage looks than he was before, which for someone like him should mean you know, 28, 30, 35 points in any given night. That's what you should be excited about. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's it's one of those things that, that you know the proof ultimately is in the pudding. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I, I have, I have no doubt that he's going to score 30 points a game. Uh, it is 7:35. This portion of the show is brought to you by our good friend Devry Davis at Academy Mortgage. You're listening to the Monty Show, my favorite peeps. I'm Devry Davis with the Davis Lending Team, powered by Academy Mortgage. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you don't know what you're doing, you bought multiple homes, second homes, investment properties, multifamily, we've got you covered. Our office consists of everybody it takes to do your loan, from processing to underwriting to doc departments. We do it all right here. We're not waiting on Tucum Carrier Walla Walla Washington to answer an email. We take care of it here. The housing market's changed. Prices are dropping. It's the greatest time to buy a house. There's no such thing as a dumb question. If you have any questions, you give me a shout. I'll walk you through it. Have a great day. Tell my money guys I said what's up. There you go. Tevry Davis at <laughs> Academy it. Mortgage. Saw, dude. Um, that's our guy. I'm telling you, man, Devery has been, um, a really good resource for us in real estate. You guys know that we do quite a bit of real estate work. Uh, we try to be real estate investors in what's been a difficult market and Devery has really guided us. He's done three mortgages on my homes, um, for me personally. And the, the thing that Devery Davis does better than anybody else is he sets you straight. 
Davery Davis is not the guy you go to and he says, oh yeah, let me have you talk to Steve over here. Uh, he'll get you the best rate for us. No, Devery Davis is going to tell you. And it's funny, I was messaging with an anonymous user because I don't want to give his personal business information away. I was messaging with somebody who um, talked to Devery Davis about a mortgage and and he felt like it was not a great situation for that guy. So Devery told him, don't change what you're doing. Stay in the situation you're in. Devery could have easily said, oh yeah, let's get this done, but he didn't. Um, and that's what I love about Devery Davis. He's going to get you the best situation. And by the way, if, you, if you're struggling financially or you don't feel like you have the money for a down payment, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage has programs. He has mortgages that mean you don't have to go into your pocket. You don't have to come up with a ton of money or any Fast. money at all to put down on a mortgage. You can get into a mortgage with no money out of your pocket. It's as simple as making that one phone call that will change your life. 801-543-9666. 801-543-9666. NMLS number 278-545. Dever Davis and Academy Mortgage are equal housing lenders. The biggest stories in sports this morning uh, very certainly surround this new video of Donovan Mitchell. Um... And I'm just curious, you know, where you guys come down on what you saw in that video. I, what I saw in that video was Donovan Mitchell playing much better defense. What I see in that video is Donovan Mitchell with a lethal mid-range game. And the thing that I don't see in that video is a, a Utah Jazz team that misses the playoffs. That's the thing I don't see in that video. And I know we've had this conversation a lot, a lot and I know the local media of, of late continues to be super negative on the Jazz. <clears throat> There's two things I want you to consider when we talk about the Jazz and where they come down and what's going to happen with the Jazz as far as uh, the playoffs go this year. How many wins do you think the Utah Jazz will have this season? The over-under from ESPN was set at 26 games. Most of the media members in this town say 25 to, tw 25 to 27 wins. I just don't see that because... The one thing is, you're making that prediction now today. Is there anybody watching the show who thinks Danny Ainge is done dealing? No. Is there anybody watching the show who thinks we're going to training camp with the roster as it is currently constructed? I, Jake, I just don't see that as a possibility. Yeah, and I, and, and I have to be honest with you. I think the 26 win thing from ESPN is disrespectful. I, I think that that Donovan Mitchell is, as you always say, is good for 10 on his own, and I think that. This Utah Jazz team right now, as it's currently constructed, is a 35-40 win team, in my opinion. I think that the Jazz are not done. There's going to be more moves made. You're probably not going to have a Boyan Bogdanovich or a Mike Conley on your team. But with that said, I do think that this new system is going to allow them to, to score 120, 125 points a night. I could easily, easily see that. Now, the question is going to be, who can you stop? So, yeah, I, I to me, I've been saying I think this is a 35 to 38 win team. Somewhere in that mid to upper 30 range to me feels comfortable. And the reason I say that is because Donovan Mitchell has a point to prove this season. Like, I, I, like when we talk about the media and like what the narrative is both nationally and locally, nobody seems to understand that Donovan Mitchell has a point to prove. This is a, a again, as you always say, it's a prove it year for Don. Like, yes. he has to show the ability to knock down that mid-range. He has to solidify himself, you know, as a no-doubt-about-it stud. Like, that has to yes. happen. Don's yes. got to take that next step. And and that's why I say I, the Utah Jazz are not looking to trade Donovan Mitchell, as we've been saying for, I feel like, a year now. Like, what they're looking to do is make their team better. So if the Knicks are going to offer 
some ridiculous trade package and it meets Danny's price, great, they'll trade him. But I just don't think that the Knicks are willing to step up to that plate and the Utah Jazz don't want to don't want to trade Donovan Mitchell. So I just think to me he's going to be here. He's going to play with a point to prove and you know, that's very good for your basketball team when your stars are engaged yes. and have something to prove. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Uh, Craig is the Bob says, morning, dudes. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Thanks, Craig. Uh, David Fulmer says, good morning, boys. I had Chipotle for the first time in almost a year. Ah, what did you get? What did you get? He's currently regretting getting the corn, the corn salsa, if you know what I mean. Now, I've been skipping corn salsa lately because I feel like Chipotle's been putting a hell of a lot more jalapeno chunks They have. Butthole. Yeah, yeah, butthole ain't happy about that, man. Uh, Dead Collector says Jazz will not trade Donovan Mitchell this year. My feeling is it's 80-20. I think Donovan Mitchell comes back to camp, mm -hmm. and I think he's going to score 30 points a game. I'll just keep on saying it over and over. Uh, let's see. Mar Martino87 says... I like that most Jazz fans aren't big-headed about the season. That could be. He also says, if Donovan stays, we have a chance at the playoffs at least. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Tanner Plummer, good morning to you. He says, that's a cool video, but can he do that consistently in a real NBA game? That remains to be seen. I think he can. I think he can. Tricky T. I think he can. I absolutely, wow. I, I think he can. <laughs> Absolutely, he can. Uh, Zesty's Retro in Games says, Good morning, guys. How are we feeling about MLB right now? Any thoughts? It was nice to see the Cubs win in the cornfield. The San Diego Padres are finally hitting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's wrong with the Yankees. All right, let's keep going. Um, Rant says, The Dodgers look tough. Yeah, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, and it ain't close. It ain't close. Jeremy Bolton says, watching these videos of NBA players during the summers is like watching Ben Simmons and Car Carmelo Anthony making threes against nobodies. Carmelo Anthony's got got offers. That's a guy that I think is going to – why wouldn't he play another year? And I have to say I disagree. I think, I think what you're missing here with these videos is that stars in the summer – it's not an accident they're putting out videos. So, like, the other day I pointed out that you haven't really seen much Kevin Durant tape this summer, right? You, haven't, you just haven't seen it, yeah. you know? But what have you seen? You've seen a lot of Donovan Mitchell tape, and I think that that is very intentional. I think Don is trying to show Utah Jazz fans and really just the NBA world that he is working. And, yes, he has flaws. He's not perfect. There are things that he's got to get way better at. But, I, but yeah, I, I think when you're trying to guard Anthony Edwards, like, that was good defense. I, I think... You know, the over-dribbling thing, yeah, that's going to lead to a turnover against a guy yes. like Anthony Edwards. That's just how the league works. But to come back and then hit the mid-range jumper the way he did for a game winner in that setting, I think it's, it's good work, man. I think Donovan also has to learn to trust his teammates. Mm -hmm. I think he because that that that's where the turnovers in the paint come from, in my opinion. I think he doesn't trust his teammates. And I think that is an unwillingness to pass, a hesitation to pass. And I think that's exactly what that means. And yeah. I think if he learns to trust his teammates, which is why I say if you bring in new blood, which they have, and if you continue to turn this roster over, and when Pat Bev is able to be traded, I think when you bring in new bodies, guys like I wouldn't trade Beasley, but I've also been told Malik Beasley has um, people asking for him. Uh -huh. My point is that I think Donovan has better able shooters now. 
guys that he more believes in. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that if that plays itself out. Uh, Greg Romney says, uh, if we trade down, it'll be a huge mistake. Incredible season incoming. I remember watching him in the Clippers series injured and was still blown away by how elite of a scorer he can be on one leg. Yeah. I, I, and the, and that's hey, what I'm saying. Like, if he adds the mid-range, he's already got a good finishing package, and he, can, and he has three-point range. I mean, you're, you're, you're just, you, you can get whatever you want. Caleb Harrison says Donovan in camp. Okay. I like that. Louis Diaz says uh, Ben Simmons shoots 5-3 straight last summer. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he didn't play last year. Jeremy Bolton says, I want Don back 100%. Yeah. Caleb Harrison says, KD needs a big. Him and Julius Randle and him together would be nice. I agree. I actually think that Julius Randle. You hey, right over there? Yeah, it's Friday, bro. It's I actually Friday. think that Julius Randle and Kevin Durant works. I, I think it works. Julius Randle, his talent and ability is not the question. It's his headspace. Yeah. That's the only question you have about that guy. You know, so it is what it is. Tanner Plummer says, oh, great. Ads have taken over the Monty show. Listen, listen, this is our, our gig now. This is our full-time gig. As I said, I am super stoked to announce our new ad partner next week at some point. The Monty Show. I am super stoked to be partnered with a guy like Debra Davis at Academy Mortgage. I am super stoked to be partnered with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. Those guys, and I would remind you, Barbecue Pit Stop, we've had a relationship with them all the way back to my days at KFAN. Guys like Devery Davis. Devery Davis wrote my first mortgage in 2014. I've known Devery Davis for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Like Devery Davis is a guy that we have a relationship with. Those are the people we do business with. We need you to support them. So Tricky T, mm-hmm. uh, Tanner, Tricky we, we need you to go to Barbecue Pit Stop. We need you to call Devery Davis. Next week, huge, huge new sponsor on the show next week. And I think you know, the other thing I would say on that is it's not like, again, it's not like the show is just infested with, with ED commercials Dick pills. or like, you know, like just random stuff. I mean, you're, you're talking about life-changing stuff like, you know, mortgage or, you know, when you want to add to your backyard, barbecue pit stop. Like, I mean, you have, these are, it's, uh, I, I just think to say that it's in, what did he say? What, what did he say? It's got all kinds of ads. It's like, infested with, or taken over by ads. We're taken over by ads. I think that's a little bit ridiculous, and I think you know that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I, that. And I think the ads that we bring to you guys, the the promise that we always make is that you're not going to see dick pills and ED on our show. Yeah. It's just not our flow. Yeah. We're always going to bring you things like our Max Muscle, our friends at Max Muscle, we, we've known for 10 years. Go, in, go into Max Muscle. They don't even advertise on the show. They gave us a promo code like, Go into Max Muscle, promo code Monty15. Tell them you heard about it on the show. Say, hey, thanks for thanks for supporting the show. I'll take some some you know peach mango emerge. I hey, do you guys take, let me get some of that Max Pro protein powder? You know, the other thing I'd say too makes and, a difference. And I have no problem saying it. How do you how do you think you know BYU driveaways are funded and made possible? How do you think that stuff happens? Do you think yeah. that that like do you think that the tickets were free? Do you think that the $250 gas card that the, the winner's going to get was free. Like, you guys, the you stuff know. that is coming yeah. on this show in the next six weeks. Yeah. We are going, there is, and I don't know, maybe I'm over the top with it. Maybe I'm over the top with it. We're going to make an announcement in less than a month that is going to absolutely blow your mind. It will change a lot. <laughs> it will blow your mind. Yeah. It will absolutely blow your mind. That announcement's coming like, I'm telling you that we we did not leave 
six-figure incomes behind it, yo, to come and do this show full-time for no reason. So, and, and I get it. I, I, I understand you guys are not, this is not the show that traditionally has done ads, but you know what? I'm telling you, times change. You know what I'm saying. Caleb Harrison says, headed to work, switching over to Spotify. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day weekend. Caleb, have a great day. See you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Mardino87 says, casuals get cut is enough advertising for me. Appreciate the motivation. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you being there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, Greg Hawkins says, sponsors are not ads. No, they're not. I agree with that. Greg, why do you say, though? I would love to hear Greg's opinion on this as someone who is like a... Uh, how would you describe Greg? A movie star in, in the yeah, Philippines. Greg right? is a Greg Hawkins is a model. Legitimately, he's a model. Greg Hawkins is just a good looking dude. It's annoying. Like it is it is annoying. Like you're annoying. <laughs> you're a yeah, you're a good looking Lisa Wilson's attracted to you. Yes, yes, yes. Like it's annoying, Greg. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But Greg is legit a model. Greg is Greg's been in like massive billboard campaigns. He's been on huge TV shows. He's been in movies. Like Greg's kind of a big deal. Yeah, frankly. Yeah. So I think Greg understands the branding aspect aspect of things. Uh, let's see. Um, where do we go here? TJ McVay says I'm a huge Braves fan and hate the Mets, but boy, look, they look good. Oh yes. Yeah. But if, they still uh, got to put it together though. If Jacob Degrom stays healthy, the Mets. I think the Mets are the favorite to win the National League right next to the Dodgers because Kershaw's not healthy ever. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. TJ McVay says hard to trust Rudy when he has terrible hands. Agreed. There is this narrative that Rudy Gobert didn't want to trade. I don't know how many more times I can say this at the end of last season, the last six weeks of the season. And when they had their exit conversation, because the Jazz and Rudy Gobert were in constant communications all the way up to the end. Rudy Gobert's folks told me straight away, he told the Jazz, I'm not demanding a trade, but I am frustrated that I do not get a bigger piece of the offense. And it is it is hurtful to me that I am the scapegoat scapegoat of skate. Scapegoat. Hello. Hello. It is hurtful to me that I am the scapegoat. Scapegoat. Good Lord. Scapegoat of the defense. He gets blamed. Rudy Gobert believes that he took too much blame for the struggles defensively of this Utah Jazz team. And he was the scapegoat of the defense. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm not, I don't want to be traded, but if there is a situation that presents itself and you can move me to a new spot, I I would not say no. Mm Mm-hmm. He never demanded a trade, but Rudy Gobert was not unhappy to move to Minnesota. And his the, the, the people that I talked to with Rudy Gobert, they straight up said he was emotional when he left. When he found out about the trade, there was a period where Rudy Gobert was emotional because he loves the fans. He loved living in Utah. But there was also a part of him that was very excited about landing with Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. Right. Because he knows what his highest best use is. And it's what we talked about for the last two years. You sign a $41 million AAV contract. Mm-hmm. They owe him, I think, $168 million guaranteed. Yeah. 23% of the salary cap for a guy who really is played off the floor during the playoffs. Yeah. He can't have that. Well, now in Minnesota they can because his offense is irrelevant there. 
Anthony Edwards is coming for that air. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Rudy Gobert is not a good player. I'm not. Caleb also says, uh, can't doubt the Jazz just because they, they have one offseason. They actually got better in some ways for now and in the future after the Gobert trade. They're a better, more well-enabled basketball organization because of the Rudy Gobert trade. Yes. There, there is there is absolutely no doubt about it. Tanner uh, Plummer says, LOL, love the new drops, Jake. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where I got them from. I mean, I just happened upon them. Not sure you know. Yeah. Thank you. Not yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Morandini87 says, ads mean the show is improving. Let's go. Yeah. And we try not to be, we will, we will not be oppressive with it. We really are trying to have advertisers that you guys care about. Yeah. Because again, the only way that our, our sponsors and our, the people that enable us to do things on the show, like barbecue pit stop, like Devery Davis, it only works if you ring their phone. It only works if you go to BBQ Pit Stop and shop on online. If you go into their stores, if you show up on September 17th for the for the drawing and watch the Oregon game at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. We need a big turnout there, frankly. We need a lot of people to come hang out and watch the BYU game with us. We need that. So <clears> that that's the way it works. Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, it's all good. I can live with ads and sponsors. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says uh, Greg Hawkins is a blue cheese connoisseur. Well, that's the, the the other thing. It 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 does piss me off that Greg is so good looking. Right. It's annoying, frankly. Right. And and he likes blue cheese. You're cold blooded. Yeah. I mean, he likes blue cheese, and that is that's annoying. a problem. I mean, any I mean, any intelligent human being would like ranch. I mean, obviously. Duh. But then again, says the guy who likes flats over drums. Well, like who are you to talk? Well. I'm going to Red Iguana tonight. You're not. Yeah, well, you know. I'm going to Red Iguana tonight. Taco You're Bell not. and Red Iguana, it's the same, same thing. I Hey, I said, what did I say yesterday? We should have got Mexican pizzas. We went to Cafe Rio yesterday for dinner. Mm -hmm. We should have gotten Mexican pizzas. Yeah, but we're, we made a better choice. You know, you know. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, ew, don't mention Zach's mom. Mon I still haven't recovered from that video. Oh, well, look, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you now right. that Zach's mom is somebody who I agree. And oh, we, we don't have that eyebrow video anymore, unfortunately. But Zach's mom's not unattractive. Uh -huh. I mean, her friends are way hotter. No, no, no. But you know. Right. Just ask Zach. Anyway, yeah, ask no, him. I, He'll tell you. I, you know. Uh, Top Junkie says, so far this week, the end show topics have covered, covered colonoscopies and prostitutes. Yeah. Today is Friday. Can we wait? to see what the general topics you guys cover today. Can't I'm going to get medieval see. on your ass. Look, there's nobody who doesn't want to talk about prostitutes. That's how Jake got here. Listen. What the I hell mean, was that? What? Was that was A word talking right there? Did you hear that? No. no. Are you? Okay. Look, I'm Ayahuasca guy. I said, did we talk about oh. prostitutes? Yeah. Did we talk about prostitutes on the show this week? No. Today. <laughs> you referenced my mom as a prostitute and a lot lizard. Well, she is. <laughs> Anyway, point is, no. What the I, hell is going on? I, I don't met, know, bro. Look, honest to God, I met your mom. She was a circus performer. Hey, look at me. She was on the trapeze. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Well, I, I don't know, man. You know. No, he's straight pile driving. Oh, I mean, just because she's two feet tall doesn't mean that she doesn't have feelings, bro. man. Speaking of colonoscopies, the BS is deep. Well, okay, here we go. Anyways. Anyway. All right, Eric and Raleigh says, <laughs> football at 50, Debrie Davis, barbecue pit stop. There you go. Exactly right. 
Kenai Johnson, the reason I asked earlier this morning about Don's defense, there's other videos of Don still funneling his opponents inside, like if Rudy is there and he still can't play defense. Well, I'll play this video again. I will play this video again um, because I want you to see this video of Donovan Mitchell. This is, and I want to explain this a little better. This is Donovan Mitchell versus Anthony Edwards in a pickup run in Miami. Yeah. Um, and the first thing you see is Anthony Edwards hitting a tough jump shot because it's, it's tough because Donovan Mitchell is playing really good defense. You see Anthony Edwards then on the other end, take the ball from Don, come down and dunk. But the last shot is made by Donovan Mitchell and it's off of a screen. It's a pull up in the mid range at the elbow. And I think it's exactly what Donovan Mitchell needed to add to his bag. Here it is. Five, four, three, two. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Oh, that's tough. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh, ball game. Knock it down, Donnie. Yeah. Like, if he adds that shot to his arsenal, forget about it. Like, he is going to be very difficult to deal with. Um, oh, man. See, you, you mentioned prostitutes, and what do we get? What do we get? Did I, I miss the bots? Where are the bots at? I missed. I missed the. I, there they are. Oh my goodness! Just so you can go to Pound Town. I mi I am sorry that I missed the box. You're casual. That was my bad. My bad. My bad, bruh. Bots. My bad. The bots are but prostitution. There you go. Adult Not content. to be confused with prostates. You know. Different. Uh, anyways. Thumb in the butt. Right. Um, Top Junkie says, "Oh man, this is getting deep." How I Met Your Mom 2.0. He's an assassin. Marandino says, uh-oh, Monty going to be on the couch tonight. <laughs> Jake's mom, Mrs. Monty is not Jake's mom, by the way. Jake. Are we clear on that? Different. Do we, need to, do we need to get Maury in here or something? You are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> you are the father. That That's what yeah. happened. Great, Come great. Like yeah. Uh -oh. uh, you know. Yeah. Um, on my birthday many years ago my my good friend and radio producer justin hints uh -huh. got maury povich to come on my show <laughs> when i was at sporting news radio maury povich came on the show and told me you are not the because uh, i love it when maury used to remember the maury povich show yeah, they'd dude. always do the dna tests and they would lead up to it and maury would be holding something right like maury would be holding the envelope and he'd pull it out and the piece of paper would be there and he'd be like, and they're playing like heavy music. Done. And he'd be like, Kevin. Done. Done. When it comes to little dun, dun. Joey, and done. Done. When it comes to little Joey. Done. Done. And Kaylin Jabrini. Done. <laughs> done. Done. You are not dun, dun. the like, and he built it up. <laughs> Kevin. You are not the father. And then the guy jumps up and the woman's like, oh, I'm a whore. Oh, God. Like, and she freaks out. And the guy's like, I told you! It was amazing. It's so rare that the guy's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We know you're easy. It's fine. <clears throat> and then he looks over at like little, uh, he looks over at little Nate and he's like, Nate, you're a bastard now. <laughs> and then he gets up and walks out. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And I also love the one where 
like the Maury Povich is like, James, when it comes to Jezebel Cynthia and your little child, Jacinth. Jacinth. You are the father in the in the okay. it's always so it's always the girl who gets up and it's like, oh child support. And her mother is almost always right there. Because mom's always the one buying the baby formula of diapers course, yeah. before Uncle Joe turned off the baby formula drip. Anyway, the point is um, fucking America. It's always the mom who's like, Oh, I told you. Anyway. Maury Povich or Jerry Springer? Maury Povich, for sure. Maury Povich. Oh, yeah, for really? sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Steve Wilkos or Maury Povich? No, Steve ain't even in the same conversation. Come on, dude. We Maury's were, just a legend, man. We were watching a show about the 90s. Uh-huh. On Vice. Dark Side of the Dark 90s. Dark Side of the 90s on Vice. And they showed Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Remember Jenny Jones? Mm -hmm. Do you remember Lake? What's her name? Um, Ricky Lake. Rick, the Ricky Lake Show. Oh, my gosh. I'm oddly sexy but unattractive. Anyway, that was Ricky what Lake. I, I, I kid you not. That was Ricky. Ricky Lake was oddly sexy but wholly unattractive. I love that show. I mean, Jenny Jones had that, that older woman vibe about her, and you're just like, nah, man, nah. Nope. Okay. okay. This went like a yeah, whole wow. other. Wow. Okay. Jenny, like... Jenny Jones or Hillary Clinton. All right, let's move on. Yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> Ayahuasca. Uh, let's see. CKS says prostitutes and prostates. And then you're surprised when the bots come into the chat. Where can you get so much compelling line of both on one show? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. That's uh, what we bring you. Dead collector, yeah, dead collector says, love you long time. Uh, let's see. Kanai Johnson says that elbow shot is what he needs and maybe a floater as well. Yeah, I'm telling you. Donovan Mitchell, if he adds that, he's going to score 30 points. All right, real quick, Jazz. Over under 26. Oh, over. Over all day. I, 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 maybe, hey, maybe I don't know anything, and that, that's a distinct possibility, but I think they're like 35 to 38 wins. That's what I think. I think they're 35 to 40, and I think they're a play-in team. Now, I think 40 is asking a lot. but we'll I see. think it's asking a lot. That's why I said 35 to 40. Yeah. If Don's scoring 30 points a game, they can push 40 wins. And yeah. depending on what Danny does with the rest of the roster. Yeah. I, I you know, I, because and that's a tough that's part. It, it's not but, done. But that's the other thing that I think everybody's assuming is that Danny's done with the roster. He's clearly not. Yeah. He's clearly not. Like, I continually hear that Boyan Bogdanovich and... Patrick Beverly, there are deals in place that he could make today for those guys. And I think he is much like every other GM around this league that's just kind of chilling, waiting for waiting for, waiting for the, the dam to break. I think because there's going to be trades that are going to happen, and I think that's what, what he's waiting for. Uh, let's see. Uh, o, double OJC destroys ankles. He's like, nah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Mrs. Monty and I went to the Jerry Springer show once. You did? Yes. I've been to Oprah like three or four times. Yeah. Those shows were shot in Chicago, by the way. Yeah. So um, let's see. Mardino87 said, Maury is the reason I didn't get any homework done. Legend. Yes. So one of my friends, somebody, I can't remember if it was somebody I worked with or somebody I work with said to me after Maury was on our show. Oh, I remember who it was. I won't out this person. But he said to me, you know, I'm going to get a paternity test. 
because I've always had doubts, and now that Maury was on, I'm doing it. And as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. I have no idea what the outcome was, but... You are the father. Pretty sure he got it. Mike Phillips says, Morton Downey Jr. Oh, my God. Uh, can I, Johnson? Maury's whole show was about drama. I loved it. You, you are... Are you sure he's the father? Yes, 1,000%. He's the father. There's no doubt. I haven't spread the wings of greatness for any other man. Is this the I father? faithful the entire time. You are not the father. Congratulations, oh! but that's bullshit. Every woman who, when, when Maury says you are not the father, that was immediately preceded by, I've slept with no other men. I love you, Mike. Michael, you're my guy. Michael, you are not the father. Where is A.A. Ron right now? <laughs> <laughs> and thus, and and thus, the lot lizard is born. Well. Anyway. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Kenai Johnson. Montel Williams. Montel Williams. Do you know who Montel Williams yes, is? Yes, I remember Montel. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, Tanner says, not going to lie, as a Jazz fan, it's going to be weird to see the Jazz miss the playoffs. Well, you won't have to worry about that. Mike Phillips says, can't trade Bev for a few weeks. Yeah, it's the end of the... I, can't, I don't know the exact date off the top of my head, but it's the end of August. So I think September could be one of the busiest months in the history of the National Basketball Association. Yeah, I hope which so. Which is the NBA, by the way. Um, it could be one of the busiest months in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And I think the Jazz could be in the middle of that. Kanai Johnson says, over 35 to 40 play-in, but making the eighth seed. It's going to be tough I, I, because I'm telling you now, the other team you better watch out for is the Lakers. And I know I said this last year and I look like a, a D-bag doing it, but <laughs> it, especially if they trade Russ, if they trade two firsts and Russ to Brooklyn for Kai Rizzle, that's a he. By the way, did you see Kyrie came out and, and denied that whole mm -hmm. contract thing? Like, Yeah, he denied that uh, he didn't ask for a 60-game clause in his contract. Like, she denied it on the Maury show. We you know, know how that worked out. Yeah, you spread your wings, Kyrie. Don't say you didn't. Yeah. Don't I really don't didn't. care if you think it's us. Liar. Yeah. Liar. Yeah, um, I just think it's ridiculous that, you know, like, Kyrie is the exact kind of guy who would ask for that clause. Like, hey, I, I, I don't have to play back-to-backs. I only want to play 60 games a year. Like, He's that kind of guy. I wouldn't be surprised by it at all. Not even a little bit. Really? Yeah, not at all. I don't think, well, one, you're not getting that. No. And two, I think that we're going to a place in the NBA, and this, again, just my opinion, we're going to a place in the NBA where I think they're going to penalize guys for playing. Yeah. You're going to have levels of games played that you have to. Games played, body fat percentages. I mean, you know. Hey, Zion has nothing to do with this conversation. Yes, he does. He actually does. Uh, let's see. Talking with Raphael podcast says uh, predictions for the Jazz 52 and 30 going into the playoffs as of right now. No chance. Yeah, there's no chance, dude. That they win 52 games. No, no chance. Uh, let's see. Go Black 45. G E A U X. Go Tigers. <laughs> says, uh, does an undefeated BYU team get in over a one loss Oklahoma or Clemson if Bama, OSU, and USC go undefeated? Oof. USCA is not going undefeated. No chance. Um, I don't know. Probably not. That's the peril you you live with when you're an independent. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a scenario. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. No doubt about it. Uh, let's see. Talking with Raphael. He said that already. Tanner Plummer says, hey, Jake, do you have a, quote, man, he got paid to come in here and promote the Monty thing. Can you believe that drop? Uh, no, I don't have that. I, Sorry. I don't know what that Sorry. means. Uh, Mike Maple says, hold on. 
I'm not a fa- I'm not the father. Get to step in, Ricky Lake. <laughs> you are not the father. Yes. And I love that Maury, Maury Povich. He's just a legend. He's the best at it. You are not the father. Yes. Like that, the way he changes his tone on the knot. You are not the father. Like, <laughs> he's way up here. You are not the father. <laughs> tell me that. Just tell me that. Him. When he says you are, tell me a little P doesn't come. <laughs> when it comes to little Kaylin Bryce. Right. Enoch, you are not the father. Tell me a little piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell me you don't have the Charlotte Hornets announcer pipe into the studio. Right. Pipe in. <laughs> Which you shouldn't have done with this girl in the first place. <laughs> lie down with dogs. I'm driving them. Yeah, you lie down with dogs. You're getting some fleas. <laughs> you said pipe in. Come on. <sighs> Come on. Kenai Johnson says the cameraman was always running around for some footage. He was. Because remember the lady would take off backstage? That's the best part. I'm a whore. Ah! She's like looking for the back door and has to go through a maze of like sets and stuff. And Maury would always be back there. It's okay, whore. I'm going to support you. We'll find who the father is. Do you know who it could be? It could be Mike. Mike. Steve straight pile drive me that one night in October. Oh man, but then there was Calvin. Oh, Calvin at the Calvin at the State Fair. But then that Bro. car that Carney, Bro. that one night in Olathe, Kansas. That Carney. <laughs> okay. Oh, Maury, I don't know what to do. And Maury's like, uh, get extra jobs. Cock a doodle doo. I love it. She the girl would always sit on stage. But Mike, I love you. I would never cheat on you. Um, and then backstage, after he said, you're not the father, she lists off like 37 dudes. The guy at the Circle K, I just couldn't say no. And then Tiger Woods out back behind the Perkins. Uh, or no, wait, wait, wait. Tiger outside back behind the Chuckarama. Um, like, <laughs> I just couldn't say no. He had extra mashed potatoes and Salisbury steak. Um... You guys, I just worked in Salisbury steak. Um, Salisbury. I said Salisbury steak. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. No one really, <laughs> no one really understands what the fuck is going on in your brain. But um, I, I couldn't resist his orange chicken. Like I'm seriously hungry, so stop talking about food. Stevie was so spicy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Direction. Oh it is God. Friday on this show, no bro. It's Friday on this show, <laughs> and we're all like hallucinating. Amber Spencer says, "I entered this live at the weirdest time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> William says, "You're savage for that tiger comment." <laughs> Christopher Leal says, "It's the Chuckarama for me." Yeah. Oh. There was a there where what was that buffet by our house in Phoenix? Oh, I couldn't resist the egg rolls at the you like buffet. You like yes, buffet. Yes, yes. There was a Chinese. It literally buffet. was called that. You there like was, you like buffet. It was called you like. Come on, man. With a I, U, just a, yeah, just, just the letter U, U, and then like. And Brit can't help but being a racist by using the Asian accent, and it's it makes it all the better. Yeah. I like I. Anyway, yeah, 
Anyway. Chuck. Oh, Who eats it, Chuck? You, this you, is you write a buffet? Okay, stop it. That is You cannot do that. No, no, um, no. Terrible. Terrible buffet food, though. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful with buffets, Dude, man. Dude, even... Well, like, we were talking to, to Brian the other day. Brian. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying he liked buffets. And There's I was a like, China, there is a Chinese buffet yeah. right, by, right by in West Valley yeah. there that... You know. It's good. I mean, it's good, but I just think you have to be but, careful with but the But this dude. is this story about the the water park, like, splash no, pad. Oh, no. get the hell out of here no. with this, dude. Come so, on. So we oh. were also last night watching a show. We were watching a show about Woodstock 99. It's called Trainwreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix. Fantastic. So it turns out the water at Woodstock 99 was not good. They were uh. drinking it, and the, the lady's like, yeah, back then... And I should say she's a hippie looking person. She's got like the crazy hair. And she does ayahuasca. I'm guessing she's had paternity situations. Right. Trust me. But she's like, <laughs> like, you know, the water was a problem. I drank the water right out of the faucet. It was weird. I got like cold sores all over my lips. And I, I had like ulcers, ulcers in my mouth. And it's oh. like, over here, there's an like It was like, dude. That's because there was fecal matter in the water. And then they bring on the scientist who was like, okay, well, we took samples of the water. We sent them over to the lab. <coughs> and then Calvin and I went over to the lab the next day. We opened up the <coughs> incubator and it knocked you over with the smell of poop. Oh, and no. then like we looked at the samples and they were full of fecal, man. <coughs> and then they bring on this other guy. Let's call him. Jimmy Bob. Let's call him Jimmy Steve. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Steve is like, oh, man, it was amazing. Like, we were so hot because it was Woodstock 99. It was, uh, the temperature was sweltering. And now I want to be honest with you and tell you, it was the, the most fun I've ever had in my life was Woodstock 99. Because you could jump through the water. the mud, Like, there was water everywhere, and it was muddy. So we jumped through the muddy water. <laughs> And it was amazing. We had so much fun, like, slipping, sliding through the muddy water. And then they bring on the scientists, and he's like, yeah. So the porta potties leaked everywhere, and there was a field of poopy water mud, and people were diving through it. And we were like, holy shit, Jimmy G, that's poop you're diving in. And they were like, oh, but it was the most fun we've ever had. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right they now. They were literally doing, like, the the mud was not mud it was poop oh. and people were like face first diving into the mud Woodstock okay. 99 okay. was nasty whoa, whoa okay this is weird what? we were just talking about maury and paternity tests yeah what did tiktok just pop up on my phone pregnancy announcement oh. <laughs> no tiktok doesn't listen at all TikTok Dude. doesn't listen at all. No, no not at all. No. no. But anyway, so I bring up all the fecal matter to say don't eat at buffets. Yeah. Because don't do nine that, out dude. of ten buffets. N yeah, nah, I'm good. I I I'm good. This is why I say if you don't know what a kick flush in a public bathroom is, you're doing it wrong. I'm gonna do that. You're doing it wrong. We do not we do not flush the toilet with our hands oh. in Okay, little Kevy. No, no, Daddy, can I flush the toilet? No. Oh. No, Kevy. I have to do a kick flush, dude, which is you pick your foot up off the floor, sir, and you put it on that toilet handle and you flush the toilet with your foot. Kick it will flow. It is called a kick flush for a reason. And that's because I ain't getting no fecal matter, no butthole particle on my hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good morning, Mrs. Monty.
Wow. Hi. Th- this I-, I can't say we've had a show like this in a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. Awkward. Awkward. It yeah. is. Uh, welcome to yeah. the show. Um, I don't eat at buffets. It, just as a rule. Yeah. I don't, unless it's okay. Unless it's the there's Mandalay one. Buffet. Well, oh, but yeah, there's the Mandalay Bay yeah. buffet. Hello. Come on. Hello, they're hotel workers. What do they know about bed bugs or fecal matter? Come on. Are you kidding me right now? What are the comments the, saying? The breakfast buffet at the Mandalay. Phenomenal. Dude. I mean, you just brush the gnats away, and then you okay. get the... No, There's I'm kidding. No, no the, brec- the breakfast buffet at the Mandalay Bay in Lost Wages is outstanding. Outstanding. It is truly amazing. All right. Uh, Fat Jesus says, I still want a show where Monty does all of his voices. Monty, I don't do... Well, what voices? BYU Radio. What voices? That's on BYU Radio. I don't know what voices you mean. Uh, Tanner Plummer says this show has completely gone off the rails occasionally. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Tricky um, T. Tricky T. Christopher Shannon says, bro, that farting poop sound is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. Oh, um, man. Let's see. M. Alvarez says, I have always called it the Upchuckarama. Oh. Oh. Now we're right. never going to be able to forget so that. So much self-explanatory. We'd like to announce our newest sponsor. <laughs> wow. It's not Chuckarama. Uh, Cody Strickland says, I'd rather have Golden Corral than Chuck. My God, how did we forget about Golden Corral? What about Sizzler? Yeah. This, what about Sizzler? See, like Sizzler was like the OG, but it was still kind of respectable, but it was like kind of a, it was a buffet, but not too much buffet. My dad loved sizzler why do like I, that was the deal why really? do i for me why do i put cracker barrel and golden corral in the same bucket because oh, cracker cra- barrel no. is not a buffet cracker it's, not a, buffet. it's not a buffet it's yeah. different but for way me in different. my brain i'm like wait cracker barrel or golden corral the the place that i put in like hmm. with trashy buffets is the waffle house oh, because if you haven't so been to good, a waffle though. house you need 2 a.m waffle house crowd in your life i mean i'm I don't serious know that you do oh Oh, contraire, mon frereette. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. But then you wake up at like nine and you're like, dude, where'd the time go? And then you feel like trash. I had nights at my lowest when I lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> well, like all of my well. friends. Oh, your Maury Povich show days. Got it. Got it. All of my friends went to the University of Illinois to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much my core friends. I chose to take a job in radio. So I did the weekend truck down to Champaign, uh-huh. right, where the University of Illinois is. You could find some Waffle Houses down in Southern Illinois, like in Edwardsville, Illinois, where there is the University of Illinois at Edwardsville. Mofos know that there's some Waffle House action there. And I have vivid memories in St. Louis. I have vivid memories of Waffle House, their cinnamon waffle, fried eggs, hash browns damn with like their death salsa dip mix thing on whatever the hell that cancer liquid is and then like the drunk people just rolling in like i remember a lady falling off of a stool at waffle house and just splitting her cranium open dude and her brain didn't fall out of her head mainly because she didn't have one but if it she did like, I've seen some stuff at Waffle House. You know the other place? You know the other place that you get down at late at night in college towns? Oh, the Shake Shack. Not Shake Shack. Um, It just went right out of my head. Arby's? Lafayette, West Lafayette, Indiana. No, sh- uh, shake, Steak and Shake. 
Steak and shake. Steak and shake. Oh my God. Are you clear on that? The unbelievable shenanigans at Steak and Shake in Bloomington, Illinois. <laughs> we did some damage to mainly to our colon. But the point is, right? Because their right. food is tasty, but it's not good. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, Damn. if you if you have never been to a Waffle House. Google search Waffle House, get your ass in the car, and drive to the closest So get one. your facts straight. Because your life ain't the same. It's not the same. Uh, let's see. Uh, JC Destroys Ankle says the crazy buffet, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says buffets are usually pretty gross. Yes. Yes. But I got to say, I think, Greg Hawkins, it was your going away dinner. You guys look like you ate pretty well. That last meal that you put yeah. on Instagram, my God. Yeah. That meal looked... Um, Tasty. It looked tasty. It looked spicy. Ooh, that looked good. Mm -hmm. um, that looked really good. Let's see. Uh, Mandarin87 says, Chuckarama is like my most favorite place in the world. Fat! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fat Jesus says, don't eat at the buffet. I probably teabag the green beans. Fat wow. Oh, wow. You just wow. said teabag. Wow. Damn. Greasy hand Sean Butterfield says, uh, kick flush. Just walk away, man. No. No. No, I you, refuse. You got a kick flush. Come on. Don't yeah. just leave it in the bowl. Yeah, I refuse to <laughs> no. leave my DNA just chilling in somebody's toilet oh. bowl. I am not doing that. No. No, uh, you have to flush. Like, you flush. there's nothing worse than walking into a truck stop bathroom stall and seeing some dude's remnants. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst. Yeah. Dude, I'm good. Flush. Yeah. Gabe Ledley. Good morning. Hey, Gabe. You St. George casuals need to hit barbecue pit stop on Saturday at 11 a.m. Register to win the BYU Notre Dame drive away and get free samples from my favorite Utah local barbecue company, Hey Grill Hey. Okay. Gabe, are you going to be at the barbecue pit stop in St. George tomorrow? Yeah. What? I would do is the that, three. Is I that would, for real? I would do the three hour trek to. To get some well, Jack I'm not and... going down there for Gabe. I'm going down there for Jack. Jack like, let's box. be clear. Hello. Jesus. Are what you is... being serious? I would totally do that. What is wrong with you? Yeah, people? wait, Gabe. So you're going to be in St. George tomorrow. You should tell us that. Uh, JC Destroys Anko says the Golden Corral in West Valley, Valley finally got shut down. Dysentery. 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 Dysentery <laughs> on the west side has dropped in numbers. <laughs> Be, I'm sure Dude it has. said Dyson Terry. <laughs> uh, Yo Semites. <laughs> Bro, where is that? I need that right now. Where where where's where's my boy? Uh, Yo Semites. That's a hard word. <laughs> <laughs> what a poll. God damn it. Anyway, um Tanner says, Mrs. Monty, what does your shirt say? Well it's he just wants you to flex your chest. It says love is love. That's what it says. What does that mean? Love. You need that. It's just a microphone. <laughs> Anytime you're ready. <laughs> you know. Love is love. Uh, that, you know, you should be able to love who you want to love. I support the LGBTQ plus and all the hetero people around. Love who <laughs> you want to love. You want to love a guy. You want to love a girl. <laughs> You want to love a girl and a girl and okay, a guy. So wait, and a guy. Let, me, let me get You're this good. right. Let me love get this right. Is love you guys said okay. that I threw the show off the rails with Maury Povich. <laughs> this one over here is talking about bring the gay. No, no, no. Anyways, Listen, bring the gay. I... 
Love is love I, and, I, and love is grand. I heard the phrase the other day, pray the gay away. That's messed up, bro. That's I, that's I had Fox dude, News. Is, I had dude. Fox News accidentally on my phone streaming for like 45 seconds. Dude. And that was uttered on, on Fox News. The I, other I just, day. Ain't nothing wrong with being gay. I do appreciate that companies like Amazon do that. I appreciate that. Like yeah. that, that, yeah. that, that this a lot is, more companies, Yelps, the Amazons, like the, I don't I'm assuming Google does something like, you know. Okay. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner Plummer says hometown buffet is okay. It's not great. Yeah. The word buffet kind of means it's not okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Cody Strickland says West Valley Murray and I think one West Valley Murray and I think one between Layton and Taylorsville. What are we talking about? What did I miss? Did somebody ask? Uh, let's see. Oh, TJ McVeigh, Golden Corral. Is there one anywhere in the Salt Lake Valley? Oh yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. I Johnson says hometown buffet who remembers? Hell yes. Yes. They gave lovely comment. Is again there yet? a Golden yes. Corral? I honestly can't remember seeing one. <clears throat> I can't oh, remember sure seeing a Golden is. Corral. I'm sure there is. Uh, let's see. TJ McVeigh says Murray has a Chuckarama right at the mall. There's a yeah. Chuckarama. Yeah, there is a Chuckarama right Right near the Cheesecake Factory, which, Dude, that, you know, like, you know, if you're picking in between. That Cheesecake Factory, though, is a problem. That thing is always busy, and it's just, yeah. oh, and the just park, a terrible the parking, experience. Yeah, the parking there is horrid. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely yeah. horrendous. And now they took more parking away. Did you see that? They're they building did? something right in the parking yeah, we, lot. Yeah, we were at Barbecue Pit Stop the other day, and yeah. we were looking across the street, like, because you, it's across from yeah, the Yeah, it's mall directly across the street yeah. there. There's a huge like metal structure for a building going up there. Yeah. Right next to you know where Shake Shack is in the parking yeah. lot at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Like directly towards the freeway, going towards Chuckarama. Seriously. There's a big yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's an iron frame. They're setup. taking away more parking, which is just insane. That so place dumb, is crazy. No parking on that side. None whatsoever. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, JC destroys Anko says when the bathroom in a restaurant looks like the one in a Walmart, you run. Yes, you do. Yes, That's correct. Gabe Ledley says, uh, "Ha ha! I wish, fellas, but sadly not making the trip this time." Ah, oh. he cost me Jack in the Box. What if? Damn, you know. Gabe. Damn. Uh, same with the one in West Jordan, Golden Core. That is okay. JC destroys ankles. Did you say Dyson Terry? <laughs> no, no. We're just we're moving past this. No. That's it, Skippy. Yeah. Monty, would you stream Fox News? It was an accident. It was a, a, a accident. See what happened was mm -hmm. I went to turn on Howard Stern and I hit the wrong button. It is what you it know. is. Because uh, I never get to listen to Howard anymore. I'm not a big fan of Fox. You know. Speaking of which, okay, do we should we do <laughs> Uh, we've had a good show. I hesitate. We've had a good show. I don't want to. It's been good today. I hesitate. Now we probably shouldn't. Yeah, just no. We're not doing it. Donnie's not making. The all show right, let's today. argue over French fries. Okay, because thank you. Mrs. Monty actually has a job. So, yeah, and we're all hungry. So let's you know, go. I'm I am hungry. Starving, yes. dude. I am. Uh, JC destroys ankles. Says, guys, if you haven't tried this already, go to Curry Pizza. Absolute fire. Curry I've pizza. Heard of curry pizza. I think it's called. Right? Is that? I'm in. What curry is, pizza. That sounds that? good. Well, what did he say? It, he said curry pizza. Yeah, I've heard of that. I, I don't know what it is though. Yeah, you're going to have to describe that. Yeah. All right. Um. French Today, it's, it, this is a problem for me. Now, listen, you guys know that I don't like to get weird. I don't like, I, I honestly, I don't get, I don't like, I just, it's just not me. I, like, so whoever the asshole is that came up with Julianne French fries. Dude! It's Julian. It's not Julian, actually. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> Yo, Semites. God. <laughs> 
God, if you're listening to this radio broadcast, please help me. Anyway, um, Julianne is you, no, no. Okay. The answer is no. French fries are not meant to be like thin little shoestrings. Like, and this is this is the issue. We try to get cute. We try, we try to reinvent the wheel, and we wind up being Marshawn Lynch driving without tires. Terribly vexed. It just doesn't work out. So can you please make crinkle cuts or do what, like, again, our guys at Super Chicks. Yeah. They put cocaine clearly in their ranch dressing because it's amazing. It is phenomenal, bro. And they make really good. They, they're not shoestring fries, but they're thinner, longer French fries that are really good. Mm -hmm. These little, oh, I'm going to julienne it like it's a carrot. It's not a carrot. <laughs> so don't cut it like it's a carrot. French fries are meant to be steak fries or... No, crinkle cuts. Not steak fries. Dude. Crinkle cuts, dude. Dude, dude I, I'm all about, like, a steak fry. I actually love the concept of the, the waffle cut fry from Chick-fil-A. No! But no. I, I don't like that they put that coating on it. God? I... God, are you, are you out there? Are you out there? <laughs> God? No, obviously. I need you. Obviously not. Yeah, it's obvious you hate me, God. <laughs> okay. But God, if you're, if you're listening... On BYU Radio. Please infect her brain with hate. <laughs> what the hell deep. is wrong with you? Infect her brain deep with hate for the waffle cut french fry. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Because you have to roll the grease out of it. <laughs> there, there's something wrong with you. And the fecal matter. No! No, no, I'm no. I'm saying that a waffle cut fry no. has more surface to, to hold the sauce. Any sauce that you want to the dip motion. that in, that you have more surface. It's an effective tool for eating the sauce with your potato. God. I'm brilliant. God, I don't listen. mind saying it. I know that you, are a, you, you only have Sirius so that you can have BYU radio. I know that, sir. But please let her know that surface area, God, I pray this morning that you will use all of your power to infect her brain with the understanding oh, that French fries are Just not supposed to have surface area, sir. Stop trying because Under it's, not working. it's not going to work. <laughs> and clearly I can't eat it Chick-fil-A because I like the gays. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. And they don't. God. <laughs> they don't. They don't like that. I'm just saying. God, no. Mm -hmm. God, if you can hear me, please send her. Please send her to Maury. Sometimes no. I think I just say shit. Dude, this show is ridiculous today. Okay. It's absolutely Anyways. ridiculous. Can we still have God, listeners right now? God, please let her know that In N Out Burger is the place for John 316 and to wear her Love is Love shirt. Because the surface area of their fries is zero. Because their fries suck. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> what do the comments say now? Oh, Jesus. Did you really just bring up surface area of a French fry? What is this? Yeah. Geometry class? <laughs> like, what the? Like, our, our... I'm saying it's a good design. No, it's not a good design. No, it's no, no. Nothing at Chick fil A is good by design. They poison you with their little aluminum foil bags and stuff. 
so the aliens can get your DNA. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Anyway. Wow. wow. Uh, Christopher Shannon says wedges are the best. Okay. I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, but I, I can I'm have that. This. I think the survival but, rate on wedges is I, definitely a lot lower than normal. But I can. that's a conversation yeah. I can have. Yeah. Wedges. Yeah. It is. It is. Wedges. If you have great ranch, if you've got Super Chicks Ranch, okay. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. But they I need like a good the wedge sauce. Fry. I'm you, good with that. You like the wedge fry. Yeah. Again, more surface area <sighs> wow. for Stop your it. dipping sauce. God. <laughs> God is clearly not listening to the show today. Uh, let's see. JC Destroys Ankle says, curry pizza, traditional or with Indian spices and sauces? Ooh, Mrs. Monty's in. I'm in. Uh, the mango korma or honey curry are some of my favorites. Wow. I love that. Let's see. Um, McDonald's, fry, McDonald's fries are the best. I haven't had McDonald's French fries. Now, I will say as breakfast goes... The McDonald's hash browns. Mm -hmm. But the line at McDonald's for breakfast is just too long. Yeah. It's so long all the time. Yeah. It's like prohibitive to go there. Uh, Talking with Raphael. I see, I can't say it fast. I have to like. Yeah, add it to the list of like Boise State and, you know. Talking with Raphael Podcast. And South Carolina. (laughs) On PBS. News Radio. Brought to you by. The new, I don't know. I don't have, like, what's a, brought to you by Jimmy Joe's Wealth Fund. Anyway, okay. Saudi stooge. I'll move on. Potato wedges, (laughs) (laughs) potato wedges from Harmon's are good. Dude, Harmon's hot bar is definitely underrated. Is Is that a a euphemism, the hot bar? Hey. Oh, ask your mom. Anyway, okay, let's move on. What is happening here? Bro. I, I love a good steak fry, and I yeah. think, you know, mm. getting those from the hot bar every once in a while is yeah. it's okay. Okay, Juan says, hey, guys, any thoughts on the Big Ten expanding into Texas? If so, what would, who would they go after? I I don't Houston – Houstonians? Yes, that's correct, Houstonians. Houstonians, I think, would like to believe that Houston would get into the Big Ten. No. That's not happening. Yeah, that's a lie. I <laughs> – you are not the Big Ten. Um, I don't see the Big Ten expanding into Texas. I mean, Texas would have been your lone fit, but I think SMU SMU only offers you Dallas Metro. That doesn't seem like a fit. Yeah. I mean, I think Houston is, Houston knows they're an idyllic fit for the Big Twelve. And I, I think that's where they're going. Uh, Mike Maples gets us back on track and says, no waffle, no crinkle, only acceptable alteration is Arby's curly fries. Never had them. See, curly fries are them. different. I don't have a lot of curly fries, mainly because Jack in the Box isn't in Salt Lake. Well, and yeah. I don't eat curly fries either, mainly because I you know, have testosterone. But you body. like Jack in the Box's curly fries, right? I thought you were I a curly fry fan. Um, it's been such a long time. Yeah, honestly. I don't remember their fries. Yeah, I don't remember the curly if, if fries I had too much. If my choice of something that is deep fried, it would be in the onion ring family. Oh yeah, that, you're a big onion that, ring that, fan. Yeah, that is my jam. Yeah, well said. But you know what I just thought of? Yeah. The Uh-oh. draft would be so much more exciting. Like the the basketball draft mm-hmm. would be so much more exciting if they did it kind of Maury Povich style. They line <laughs> him up in chairs on the on the stage, and he can walk around with an envelope and and like. 
build up the stress. And you no, be, it's bachelor style. You are the draft. You, know? you are the number oh, one overall roses? pick, you and you are fat. Yeah, see, like you would have, I, I'm like, okay with that. You would have, you know, NFL owner walking around with roses on the stage. Okay, and... we're getting a certain level of emoji game in the comments right now. That's not a bot. What the hell is David that? David Fulmer says Monty has been on a whole different level this week. It all started with all the talk about his physical. And that would be thumb in the butt. Oh, that was a thumb in the See, butt like, oh, reference. He's got the emoji yeah, and with the thing. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. Yeah, and a peach. Right. You yeah. Know, like yeah. a. No, uh, <laughs> it's a finger pointing at the perfect sign. Oh. You know. Rally fries, crunchy bits of fried batter at the bottom. Delicious. Yes. 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 Rally? Rally? Uh, Clayton. Hello, Clayton. Hello, sir. Um, His emoji is a Nintendo controller using a walker. That's that. Uh, that's got to okay. be one You're of the best legit. emojis ever. Yeah, that's, that's Clayton says in any way Cheerios are one cent off of urine. Arby's curly fries are one cent off of vagina. Wow. Uh, I don't. I don't quite understand that. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm. Okay. Now look, I know you're a virgin. Okay, I totally. But you I can't tell me you don't what know what. You're, what you're have you not seen dude? the movie The Scent of a Woman? No, I have not, dude. That movie was made in like the twenties, bro. Come on. Come on. What? Scent of a... It's Here, okay, let Jake. me let me Google search. It's okay. No, no. Don't. No. Don't. Yeah, let me... Okay. Uh, 1992. I wasn't even born yet, and you're freaking roasting me over this movie. You're dumb. Um. Anyway, my point is, um, the scent of Cheerios is not good. But you can't tell me... <clears throat> sorry, I I'm sorry. Did we wake... I, I didn't mean to, to, to like Dude, wake I'm... you up. I'm hungry. She's I'm hungry, hungry, bro. Too. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, <laughs> dude, curly fries. No, scent of fries that smell like vaginas. Maybe. <laughs> I. I mean, Greg Hawkins, blue cheese dressing. What do you want from me? Uh, alphabet identity. You saw what? I don't know what that means. Um. Oh God, Jeremy Bolton. Why? McDonald's hash browns equal diarrhea disc. What? Oh. Their hash browns are really good. You know what, though? Most times they're too greasy. That, but, that's how I feel about it. Why? <laughs> too greasy. Why do you play that? Oh, diarrhea. <laughs> anyway, all right. Finally. Okay. And finally. Why do people go to restaurants and get in fights? Violence so, is never the answer, people. Okay, Unless that, you're on that's, Maury. That's a lie. It, 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 uh, on Jerry. Jerry. Jer Bear. Listen, violence works. Ask Jake when how he was disciplined as a child. Right, right, right. Have you told the toy box story? No, we ain't got time for that today. <laughs> that's that's Stay a different on day. Track. You have that's no a different day. No, today. I don't. I'm way off the rails. Um, Chipotle and McDonald's. So, yeah. I saw a brawl at the McDonald's in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That was epic. It was two homeless dudes fighting with a mcdonald's worker and the mcdonald's worker won it was tremendous no, well no, see i meant what that's not what i meant I'm the real anyway the point is um there was a story out of chipotle speaking of mud butt mud butt <laughs> mud butt what the hell is mud I, I butt didn't, i didn't bring that up on the show somebody okay. else did but anyway mark mark rasmussen says jesus help us <laughs> like speaking of jesus help us so two women order pickup at Chipotle. Apparently the order was wrong. <clears throat> they go back into the Chipotle. And normally what would you do? Hey, uh, hey, 
Karen. Um, <laughs> you know, my order's not correct. Can you? Right. That's not how they handled it. These two women went into the Chipotle, got up on the counter, threw their food back at the Chipotle <laughs> workers, who called the cops, and the cops wrote these two ladies a ticket for disorderly conduct. Because they got up on the counters, were yelling and screaming and throwing their food back at the Chipotle workers. Speaking of dysentery, wouldn't you have to close now to clean that up? Yes. And B, why are you getting on the counter and throwing your food back at the Chipotle worker? Like, I don't understand why we do this. So many people are A, throwing their food like back through drive-through windows. I don't understand that. that. That video is on repeat at multiple places on TikTok. I don't understand why we abuse retail workers. Yeah, I don't get it. Because you guys can say a lot of things about me. Oh, you're Karen Montemayor. <laughs> okay. But I do not abuse retail workers. I don't. I actually, and Mrs. Monty probably won't vouch for me because, you know, it's a money thing. We are an arranged marriage, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I treat retail workers pretty well, I feel. Like. Don't lie to me. I do. I say thank you. I say, hey, I appreciate your service. Like You do. When I'm at Harmon's, like I, I'm really polite to the. Yeah, to no, the, you're the guy at Harmon's who makes it awkward in the checkout aisle. How do I make it awkward in the checkout aisle? You do. What does that look for? I don't think he makes it awkward. He's very friendly. You think he's too friendly? The, not too friendly. Let's not get weird. J- but it I is. Think it, it is not my fault. The hoes want this. The hoes want what, this. What do you oh, want? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Wow. Oh boy! <laughs> like, how Anyways, do I make it awkward? It's just—I don't know. Like, I like make the... it awkward in bathrooms. Yeah, there's you do. no doubt. You I, do. I, yeah, I enjoy it's ridiculous when we're in the men's room. I, I enjoy like, hey man, you want to race? Or I'll be like, hey dude, I am pissing through the back of this urinal, <laughs> and I'm not paying for it. Like, like I, dude's over here trying to handle his business in the stall, and this guy's at the urinal talking about. <laughs> he's like peeing oh, through the back of the urinal. Come land, on. This is a land speed piss record. Come on. Somebody call Guinness. Come on. <laughs> That's it, Skippy. Or like Very if, wrong. if we're in the, if if somehow I'm in a stall, I am the guy that will be like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's just bad etiquette. Get in, do your deal, get the hell out. Uh, he's clearly efficient at that. Give That's why I'm here. Flush yeah, I, to, trust me. Jake, nobody wants to smell that. Jake is living proof that I get in and handle my. <laughs> 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 oh my wow, gosh. dude. Anyway, I, I want to know what the comments are saying. Is anybody oh, yeah, ever give us some comments here. Let's go. Have they ever been really upset? Yeah, is there anybody that's gotten into an argument with a retail worker? I would love to hear this. I would love to. Fat Jesus says that movie was made in the 20s. Classic, Jake. Yeah, come on. It wasn't made in the 20s. Well, anything before 1993 didn't exist. It is. That's true. M. Alvarez says my go-to McDonald's breakfast is hash browns and a sausage patty with nothing else. Ooh. Mm. Good to get the brown juices going. Wow. 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 Um, Tanner Plummer says, uh, Jake, you, you, Jake, we're in the 20s right now. We're in the 20s right now, he says. Tanner says that. No, we're not. Uh, I mean, we are. We're in the 2020s, but, um, you know. The 1920s. Keep up with me. Tricky tea. Work with me. <laughs> Jesus. That drop is amazing. Kurt Meyer says, where is the lightning? The lightning? I don't know what you mean. Um, in the clouds with the thunder. Yeah. 
Feel the thunder. Uh. Feel the thunder. Okay. No. Lightning and the, the thunder. thunder. Wow. Anyway. Um, wow. Tanner says, LOL, Mrs. Monty looks happy. <laughs> it's well, Friday. That's it a is. good thing. And we're going to Red Iguana tonight. Oh, thank God. Mrs. Monty booked a reservation at Red Iguana like 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. What was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. I booked it for, for this evening. We're going to go to Red Iguana. I'm going to buy a bucket of mole, and I'm going to bring it home and slather it on my Bucket of mole into some tequila. Let's go. Whoop, whoop. I am excited about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, go to number one restaurant. You're going out to eat. You can go anywhere you want. Where are you going? Astros Ocean Club. Not even close. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not Ms. even close. Mrs. If Monty. I could pick anywhere and money didn't matter, yeah, that's yeah, money go. doesn't yeah, matter. That's where I'd go. Okay, yeah. Mrs. Yeah, Monty. That's where I'd go. Yeah, I, uh, Mastros. Yeah. I really the last time. I mean, you didn't have a good experience, but I did. Yeah, that, that, that fire butt was kind of yeah, yeah. wagyu, kind of wagyu. Although no, you, I'm you know, sorry. Wagyu. Let me scratch Dude. that. Mama's Fish House. Oh damn. In Maui. Yeah. That's. That's hands Man, down the, fish the there are so good, dude. Dude, that was the worst food experience I've ever had. At Ma- at Mastro's oh, the last time? You had dry-aged beef, and it, it went ham. It uh, didn't agree with you. I, that's why I say I don't need a colonoscopy. I've already had one. Um, you know. Anyway. Justin right. Salas says, uh, I, have o- I have only been in one argument in a- with a retail worker, and it was because they wouldn't sell me cold medicine because I didn't have my ID on me. Oh, that's the worst. It's frustrating. We've been through that. All right. So yeah. um, real quick, Red Iguana. Real quick. In Salt Lake City, I think Red Iguana is the, the go-to. In Salt Lake, yeah. Red Iguana is for sure it, the go-to. I think it's yeah. the go-to. I, I really like Ruth's Chris downtown. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know there's a Ruth's Chris up in Salt, up in uh, Park City. I haven't been to yeah. that one. We should go to that one. Uh, we should. But I haven't. I can't wait for Red Iguana tonight. I am going to get... Some amazing enchilada suiza. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tanner mm-hmm. Plummer says, I worked at Icebergs. A couple of customers tried to get into an argument with me, but I tried to take the high road and do what they wanted. See, like, that's the thing. I don't understand why people don't just take the high road more often. Never. I, I'm a big believer in not saying no to a customer. Like the girl at Chipotle. Hey, can I have more chicken, please? Sure. Thank you. They never say no. Thank you. <laughs> they never say no. Uh, Justin Sala says Red Lobster for me. Red Lobster is actually very not bad. The cheddar biscuits. Oh my God! God yes, a whole entire bag of cheddar biscuits. Is there any mm. restaurant you Mm-mm. won't eat at? Any buffet? Seriously, I'll eat it in Vegas. I'll eat at buffets. No local buffets. Yeah, I can't do it. Other than that, I'm I'm really trying to avoid the you know Denny's or Applebee's or like. But it's not a I won't. It's not a I won't. You just don't a lot. I won't eat it the one-off like Filiberto's. Yeah. Like Jimmy Berto's. Like I'm not going to. Roll Berto's. Yeah, there's a million Berto's. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not going to Kevin's Berto. Like I'm not doing that. You know, like, (laughs) like I, I don't, I don't, that does not sound exciting to me. does not exist. Yeah. You know, like. I I don't know. Anywhere that I'm not going. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't think of one. Uh, maybe I had a bad experience, but I don't get the hype of Red Iguana. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Dude. Okay, so Delish. I, there's a lot of value in, in booking at Red Iguana, Who too. Who's saying this, by the way? Because it is a Justin Solace. Okay. It is the same. The thing about Red Iguana is, one, it's locally owned and operated. Two, the food's authentic. Like, it's real-ass Mexican food. And... I think that the way they make that, I think the way that they 
spice, the way that they sauce. Just different, bro. The quality of the food. You got to go back. Mm. It's It just mm, is, mm, mm, yeah. Mole. And it's the basic stuff. It's not even like the complexities of a mole. The rice and bean plate is phenomenal. Yeah. The salsa is phenomenal. There, and I know this, like maybe I'm a water snob, but certain places just have better tasting water than other places. And Red Iguana is one of those places that has good water. Oh, God. What? We have uh, Tanner, first of all, said, I will never eat in an Italian restaurant Car Carabos again. Where is the Italian? The food was disgusting. But then B. Davey pipes in okay, and says, are you guys related or just buddies? God well, let me it. single you up God here. And uh, it. uh, Was this, was this we, put on? We have a banner just because we get this question all the time. Jake, who is Monty's son? M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty show. Gotta claim it. You yeah. are the father. He is my seed. What do you want me to do? Thank there's you. No, there's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Justin Salas says, when I move back in December, I'll get it a second shot. All right, good, Justin Salas. I like that. Uh, make sure when you move back as well that you call our good friend Devery Davis. Uh, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage presents the Monty Show this morning. Um, and he is your presenting sponsor of the BYU Driveway to see uh, our good friends, BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas. When you need a mortgage, there's only one guy to call. And... It is our guy, and it is over here, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. Devery Davis with the Davis Lending Team, powered by Academy Mortgage. All right, first-time homebuyers, listen up. This one's for you. There's a huge misconception on how much it takes to buy a house. Is it 20%? Is it 10%? Is it 15%? The answer will surprise you. There's four mortgages in the United States. Two of them require no down payment. Two require very minimal down payment. Out of that down payment, um, there's lots of places to get it from. There's state funds, county funds, city funds, lots of ways to buy a house, no money down. When I was 18, I got out of high school. I actually bought a brand new house, no money down. Never regretted it if you have questions give me a shout glad to walk you through it have a great one there he is Debra davis at academy mortgage 801-543-9666 nmls number 278-545 he is your presenting sponsor on the byu drive away to the shamrock series the only way you can enter that is to go to barbecue pit stop across the great state of utah Layton, lehigh logan salt lake city and st george there's an enter to win box on all those counters with our picture on them. So make sure you hook it up at Barbecue Pit Stop. Shop online at bbqpitstop.com. I think that's it, Jake. What are those couple of comments right there that I see on the screen? Those couple with of comments. With all the emojis. Um, Justin Salas says, I'm looking to buy a rental property. Who would you guys recommend I go to? I would probably recommend you go to Devery Davis and get a mortgage. That's one of those where he can give you options, though. Like he can kind of yeah. help you understand, like what you're. Please, looking at. if by the way, if you're buying investment property, please stop paying cash for investment property. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you it do makes that? Makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. It, it like tax wise, financial planning wise, don't pay cash for investment property. It's a it, it's a non you you lose that way. Yeah. So I I'd recommend you go to uh, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. Uh, Amber Spencer says, uh, and somehow we are still here. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. We're sticking with this, Amber. Amber's one of my favorite listeners. Yeah. She's great on uh, Instagram as well. Amber, you should put your Instagram in the uh, comments here. 
People, you should go follow Amber. She's a good, good soul. Good to talk to you, Amber. Good yeah. to see you, uh, as always. And we, we, we tend to have a lot of fun. If you want to go back, we had a great BYU conversation to start the show. That was before the Maury Povich stuff and whether I was well, his son no, or not. That and, was before you know. Britt showed up, Mrs. Monty yeah. showed up, and wrecked the entire show. Right. You know, as she usually does. I came in like a wrecking ball. Whoa. Like that's a that's a song, Jake. That's oh. a that's a reference. Yes, to yes, it. yes. To a song. Whoa. Has nothing to do with her female parts. Okay. Um wow. right. you know. Balls. You know. Whoa. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Am I looking to buy rental? Yes, you are. Go to uh Devery Davis. B. Davies says Tanner Plummer, haha, love this show, man. Makes work commute. Yeah, enjoyable. what did Tanner say up above a little bit? You see he he put like four laughing emojis. Uh right here. He said, wow, Siri, Siri settle stop. down. Tanner said, actually, B. Davey, they kidnapped Jake when he was a baby. Yeah, see, so, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. you know, we were, I got to be honest with you. We were driving through Echo Park in Los Angeles and yeah. Jake was just, you know, the mother had clearly discarded the devil baby and we felt bad for him. <laughs> if you guys ever want to kick it, we'll We slow. bought him from a catalog. I had, I, I had some extra Similac in the trunk. Mixed it up with some tequila, and here's what you get. What the f*** are you? He was well fed. Uh, that's exactly how okay, it happened. Okay, was that a roundabout way of calling me fat? What? Fat. What? No. Fat. Uh, Justin Sal says, not going to lie, ever since you guys expanded the show, my mornings at work have been less productive. Well, well I'm glad know, we could I help. Mean, I don't know what you want from us. You know what I mean? I'm glad we could help. I'm glad we could help. Uh, Tom Basilius says, how is Devin Lloyd doing in training camp? Updates on his pulled muscle. I, You know, I meant to look this morning before uh, at BYU and Utah alums. I didn't see it. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Jake. All we right. have to go. Play the music. Thank you for being here. Big, big uh, sponsor announcement next week. Uh, don't forget, go to Barbecue Pit Stop. Enter to win the trip. Any of your five uh, local Barbecue Pit Stop locations. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.